What's up, everybody? Hello, Bass here with the final episode of 2020. I hope you enjoyed the journey of the, the podcast first season. This is 43 episodes. Hopefully, we've made some strides. Uh, today, we're going to talk to some guests on the stream. We're going to talk about how 2020 went, some of the good stuff, some of the bad, and talk about what's new for the channel, what's new for the podcast. Hope you enjoy the listen and uh, looking forward to another great year and uh, happy new years, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Good evening. Happy New Year's Eve. Eve, I think sounds right. Uh, all about the viewers tonight. So, got a few things to cover. I'm going to post a link here shortly and pin it to the live chat. So, if anybody wants to hop in and join me, they can. Uh, let's give that a whirl. Already bored. Sweet, Steve. I knew you loved me down deep inside. There's going to be the stream link. Anybody that wants to join should be able to do that um, easy enough. And you're going to a queue, and we can bring you into the show if you want to join. Otherwise, you guys can just hear me babble and ramble on about a few other things. <clears throat> What's up, Chris? How's it going? Good evening. So we got Steve, Jack, Ryan talking about some tackle craft. I see Teddy's got himself a new uh, tackle combo uh, for Christmas. That's awesome. Doesn't matter. Rods and reels, fishing stuff is always cool uh, for Christmas. So congratulations on that. I didn't get anything for Christmas that I didn't buy for myself. So uh, fishing-wise, anyways. So. Um, other than that, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Hopefully, he's got some uh, decent New Year's plans coming for tomorrow. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, if anybody wants to join, you can just click on that link that I posted, um, and then you can join the stream on a smartphone, a laptop. It doesn't matter. Um, this will either be the best show of all year because we'll hang out with all of you, or it will be a complete train wreck because nobody will want to join so we'll find out and we'll learn from this um, but either way the big deal about tonight is really just want to thank everybody that's participated in streams all year long uh that's watched my videos just want to say thank you um and uh excited to get 2021 underway and keep growing the channel so that would be cool <clears throat> otherwise you can also as always ask questions in the chat uh those are always welcome and we'll just do the stream as, uh, yeah, Andrew, we're always here to help you suck less for sure. Thanks for the kind words, guys. Uh, let me know if Facebook, did that link show up on Facebook as well? But otherwise, um, Teddy says he's going to stay up all night with his cousins. So that's, that's a good plan. I can see that. Um, so... I guess while we're waiting, if nobody wants to join right away, I will open up some tackle that I recently got. 
Uh, we'll start out with some baits and uh, while everybody works up the courage to hop in. So these I actually got today. What's up, Jay? Uh, Jay is the, the guy that parked next to me at the uh, Bass Nation Nationals down at Pickwick. So, uh, so that's a good question. Am I going to try to learn something new next year? If so, what? I hadn't really thought about that. I have not really set any goals, anything like that. Um, for New Year's, anything like that. Uh, I definitely want to do you know a bunch of things with the channel, new content, offer more ways to, to share stuff. Um, as far as new techniques, I really haven't thought about that. I know last year I wanted to fish swim baits more, and that really didn't happen. I mean, I tried them more, but I didn't necessarily like use get bit more on swim baits. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure as I get a little closer to spring, I'll probably set some of those goals and things like that for um, for new techniques. But I really we're so far away in Minnesota. Unless I go south here, I don't really like that's not on my mind. It's not like on the uh, the, uh, the forefront. If anybody else has got any things they want, let, like share them in the comments uh, if there's things that you want to do. How about you, Chris? What are you going to work on uh, in 2021? But I would say maybe one thing is uh, get better with my electronics. Uh, I did get a new Helix. So I'll probably do some upgrades on the boat. Uh, so that may be something to look forward to. Uh, but technique-wise, I really haven't thought about that yet. Uh, Jack says, how was your Christmas, man? It was pretty good. It was low-key with the fam. Uh, kept it small. Kept it intimate with the, the, the family. The kids got a bunch of stuff. They got some new phones for Christmas. Uh, we ate some good food. Um, otherwise, it's pretty chill. No fishing stuff that I didn't buy for myself. Um, learn Hummingbird Live View. Yeah, I don't have that yet, but if I do end up getting that, uh, the new Helix I got is definitely compatible with that. So that will be um, something I may look forward to. If I, you know, It's supposed to come out in March, but is anybody able to get it? At that time, probably going to be really hard to get. Chris says he got his first ever steelhead trout today. That's pretty sweet. Um, Teddy's eating gummy worms. That's awesome. Tubes used on the stupid tube. Um, anything that's like two and three half inches is pretty good. Ice Trade King coffee tube is pretty good. Uh, there's a bunch of good tubes from like Get Bit Baits. I've used some Mismo tubes. I've used some of the Big Bite tubes. Uh, I'm really just looking for some things that have like good green pumpkin copper flake that's kind of my go-to um tom's gonna give meds a try where you live that should be a no-brainer tom um does dobbins offer military discounts yes um i don't know if there's a code to use on the site but if you call in um i know you know join the dobbins community page on facebook and ask that question or send me a dm and i can find i don't know what it is but they do offer a pretty healthy discount to veterans uh, through Dobbins. So yes, they do. Um, Doug's going to work with fishing with people. Uh, that's good. Learn how to, to, you know, break down those walls and fish with other people. Uh, thin walls for tube tube is usually pretty good. Um, uh, Jay hood winning the Christmas so far. You got two new Dobbins. Which models did you get? Uh, beehive stuff and snow. We have snow too. It's a little chilly. I walked the dog today, but, uh, other than that, it was pretty cool. Um, right there is, uh, yeah. But let's see here, other questions. Uh, Shadow, you got the new, oh, you got the Hummingbird Gen 3. 
yeah. Apparently that's supposed to work. Anything Gen 3 and Gen 4 is supposed to be good. I got a Gen 4. I have not thrown the chicken at all, let alone for smallies or largemouth. I think it's more of a largemouth thing, um, but I don't know why they wouldn't eat that. I haven't bought any chickens myself or any kind of preacher jigs. Uh, Andrew says, I'm going to learn how to skip better, uh, skipping 101 video. Yeah, that's probably something I'm going to have to wait until we get out in the water to do. So that'll probably be a couple months out. Uh, it's pretty easy to skip things on the ice, and that you probably won't learn much. What tournaments next year? Definitely going to do the Bass Nation. Definitely going to do the TBF uh, Minnesota stuff. And then I'm kind of thinking about maybe possibly doing the BFLs or the TBF Team Trail or the Minnesota Team Trail. Um, I'd like to do a trail on top of those other tournaments. I just haven't laid them out and looked at what would be best for me. And if I do a team trail, who I would fish with. Baits to get for 2021. That's need a little more information. I guess depends on where you are, or what you're fishing for. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that you can get. Um, do I cut holes in my stocking caps? No, but I do wear stocking caps over the top of my visors in the wintertime a lot. That's a good question. I did put a poll up on Instagram. Um, and to help me decide which visor to wear today, and it was a dead heat, so I took the Arsenal one at this point. But if... Uh, Arsenal has got the slight edge, so I'm going to rock the Arsenal. If you guys want to vote on that and change my mind, I got the other one here. Uh, Illinois Bass. What part of Illinois are you talking about? Like Southern Illinois, Western, Central, kind of like where Gabe and Tin Horse Monty is? I would say, I mean, it's hard to know unless what you got. Uh, some cool things, maybe like the Geek Crack Bellows Grill. Um, get yourself some new square bills, spinner baits. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to say unless I don't know what you already have, Simon. Uh, maybe give me some ideas of types of baits, and I can tell you which ones I would get in that category. Uh, BFLs, it would be the Great Lakes Division, six-pounder 101 video. I've got several videos on that I've caught six-pounders, Craig. You just have to copy them. Uh yeah, Jay, I 100% agree. Another run at the national championship. The problem for me is that uh, at our state qualifier this past year, I finished 11th, not 10th. So unless somebody drops out, I don't have a path to the natty in 2021. So I have the alternate at this point. So hopefully you have a clear path still in your life. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, Doug says, let's see the TK baits. Actually, I actually have another baits here on the deck <clears throat> first. I actually picked these up today. Uh, or actually do a little bait swap with my buddy uh, Tom Campbell. And I got some new Dream Smasher 6-inch weedless shads. Uh, and these are meant to be fished on a big beast hook, which I don't have handy. But uh, this is his new color called, I think it's solid gold or something like that. But it's kind of a, a translucent pumpkin, and then it's got uh, gold... So I think it's mostly gold flakes. There might be a little silver in there. I don't know if you, how well you can see that. But uh, I think underwater, it'll really light up bright. It almost kind of reminds me of that old, like, camo or chameleon or camo power worm color uh, back in the day that was pretty good. And uh, I think this will be really good anywhere that you have, like, golden shiners or juvenile carp or things like that where fish are feeding on it. So I'm pretty excited about this new color. Uh, yeah, 24K gold. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I think he had a bait drop tonight and they already sold out. Uh, I actually got these hand delivered today from, from Tom. We do a little, little swap, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to try this one. I've got some of their other colors, but this I think will be a really cool bait. Um, but these are a dream scasher, dream smasher, weedless gill. Uh, and he's got a pretty cool hook slot in his baits for that beast hook. I don't have any beast hooks handy. Otherwise I could show you how they rig up. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm excited. Uh, we're a little ways away from using that. Uh, what's up, 23KC? Uh, thanks for joining. Billy says, uh, I plan to learn swim jigs, bladed jigs, uh, on the water swim jig series. Yeah, I do throw a lot of swim jigs. Especially if I fish the VFLs, I'll be fishing a lot of swim jigs for sure. Um, let's see. Let's uh, While we're waiting here, let's, let's uh, look at the TK baits that I got. So I made an order with uh, Tacklecraft, or TK, uh, kind of, I don't know, right after Thanksgiving, right after my birthday, before Christmas, they came in. I think they came in just after Christmas. Um, so, uh, just the packaging. I got a handful. I think I only got two colors here, and I got multiples of them. Uh, he did these, he was painting these the very first time on a live Instagram post first that he was on. And uh, I was pretty excited about him, so I had to get some. So this is, I don't remember his exact colors that he calls these, but uh, they're kind of a translucent. What's up, Brian? You promised me you're going to hop on. There's a pin, should be a pinned comment for anybody that wants to hop in and join. But uh, so this is just his, uh, I guess, 1.5 square bill. And this bait. I don't know if it shows up really great, but it's basically uh, kind of like a translucent jaint juice. If you're familiar with that color that Bateman or uh, Sixth Sense does, with a purple back and a, and a kind of a chartreuse belly side, but it's a it's a ghost pattern. Uh, so it's got it's really faint uh, purple and chartreuse. Uh, I thought because I love like the parrot colors. And those types of colors in Minnesota so much that with our clear water, that having a ghost version of this color and so many bluegills up where I live, that this could be a really good color. So, uh, and I, uh, I was pretty excited about these. And then the other one I got is uh, basically is a, a blue, uh, blue and chartreuse ghost as well. So it's a similar color pattern, but this one's got a little more blue to it and a little bit of copper in the back. But it's a really uh, like, yeah. And I can also paste it again. So uh, if you can't find the pin comment, there's another one. Uh, but yeah, these are from Tacklecraft. So I got two versions. Shoot. So one is a purple and one is a blue. Uh, ghost pattern, kind of like a parrot or a jane juice in ghost. So um, they're not the easiest to see on the stream, <laughs> but I'm excited about these uh, these crankbaits. They're really subtle, and I think they're going to be kind of killer on the clear Minnesota waters uh, where I'm at. So that's the tackle craft, and I got a handful of those. Um, I think I got three of the blue and two of the purple. Uh, yeah, they're going to be should be fantastic. Like. I mean, the bright ones work great in Minnesota as well, uh, but I feel like they work really well in like super windy and cloudy days and rainy days. And I think this will allow me to, you know, square bill crank on you know, more high skies or more 
column conditions. Um, so that's the, that's the idea here uh, for sure. Clearwater killers for sure. That's what, exactly what I was thinking, uh, David. So that's the baits uh, that I bought myself for Christmas. Uh, I actually bought this these things because I wanted to see what these were all about. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to compare them to an actual bladed jig or a jackhammer as E-Man Custom. I did buy a couple of these clickbaits and I want to do a comparison video. Uh, if I can get out of the water here, I might do some comparison showing what this clickbait is like against a, uh, a jackhammer or a Z-Man. Uh, so I don't know what to think. I've never, this would actually is my very first Guggen bait I've ever purchased. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure what to think about this thing, clickbait, which I think naming wise is one of the most clever uh, bait names that I've ever seen or come across from a company like that. So they've got this clever, I guess, way to attach a, a blade to a jig using this wire. It obviously gets them around the uh, uh, the patent issues that Z-Man has, but I think it's going to change, you know, the action of the bait. I expect this bait to actually have quite a bit different action uh, than a bladed jig. I don't know if that's better. I don't know if that's worse. But I expect it to be actually quite a bit different. Uh, I'm actually, grab a jig. So here's a Z-Man Custom, which is one of my favorite baits, and was actually one of the ones I talked about in my top five uh, baits of the year. But you can see, if you're not familiar, right? Like the mechanism. This is connected. Skirt in the way here, right? Directly to the eye and tie, the blade is attached, uh, right? And this has got a completely so on this one, the whole jig needs to like swivel with the blade, whereas this, right, you've got a direct swivel point. So I expect the action to be much different. Um, you know, this one, the Z Man Chatterbaits, click the head. This is only going to hit the wire. So it's going to have a little bit different sound vibration. So interested to see what it's like. Uh, I definitely don't see it replacing my customs and my uh, jackhammers anytime soon, but I wanted to see what the action of this bait would be like. Is, is it going to be harder? Is it going to be more subtle? Is it going to engage right away when you reel? Or is it going to like hang? You're going to have to pop it. So uh, I don't know. Interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably pretty accurate. I think it is the action will be a little bit more scrounger-like, a little bit less bladed jig, but... Um, that's why I'm going to take it on the water. And I guess one thing you'll know is that if I give a comparison, that it will be an unbiased um, <laughs> opinion and that I won't be, you know, uh, doing it just for the, the Guggen's. Uh, let's see here. It looks like a wood wobble. Yeah. I need to use cranks more. What is the key time place for two to five square bills? Uh, in Minnesota, I would say over the flats of the grass, uh, anytime the water's uh, between 50, right? Anytime you're over 50 and below 50, I think it's a viable option. Uh, it usually helps if you've got a little bit of wind, uh, a little bit of cloud cover. Uh, anytime, you know, think of it as a place uh, where you use a spinnerbait or a bladed jig as long as you've got enough distance between the weeds. So probably early in the year before the weeds get really tall and you've got kind of that, uh, that'd be a good time. Similar when you might use a lipless crankbait in. Uh, 
Good videos on customizing clickbait to make the clickbait run deeper or shallower. Interesting. Uh, I think the pike will live love any baits we have, regardless of what they are. Um, so, yeah. So other things uh, to note. I'm uh, pretty excited. We're closing in on 3,000. I think I was creeping up on 2,900 uh, subscribers on YouTube tonight, which I'm pretty excited about. So I don't know if we're going to quite hit 3,000 before tomorrow night, but uh, uh, you know, getting a lot of traction. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, for all of you guys that are, are watching, tuning in, uh, sharing with your friends. <clears throat> you know, that's that's awesome. Tons of comments, tons of engagement. I love that. Uh, when do we start putting the line back in the water up here? Uh, late March, early April is typically when ice out is. Uh, there's a few places we can fish. Um, but our season doesn't technically open until like Mother's Day weekend or mid-May. But there are a few places we'll fish. So <clears throat> definitely we'll be getting out in the water early April, worst case scenario, uh, on the river or something like that. Any big collaborations? Um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, nothing written in stone. I've got some guests coming up on the stream that we could talk about. Uh, possibly we might do a bonus stream this weekend with uh, Bart, and we might talk about his trip to fish the ABT 100s uh, down in Alabama. So we might cover the Alabama Top 100 Team Trail on this stream, kind of do uh, check in before the season, check in between tournaments, kind of follow his journey. Um, Hey, thanks, Gene. Appreciate it. Thanks, Fluke. Um, but uh, so that we're going to talk to him potentially. If we don't catch him uh, this weekend, we'll catch him up really later in the season. Uh, we're going to have the guys from the Sickness on uh, next Wednesday night. So Greg Mansfield and Joe Willard are going to come on. They're going to be talking about their plans for 2021 and tournaments they're fishing. They've got uh, a big, big, big full plate. I don't want to talk about exactly what they're going to do. If you know them, you maybe already know. But they're going to be fishing uh, at least 15 <laughs> tour level or almost tour level tournaments. Um, exactly, Chad. Um, am I a pro fisherman? I would say no, I'm not a pro fisherman. I still have a, you know, a, a job, uh, you know, a 40 to 50 hour a week job. Uh, I, you know, I fish a lot of tournaments. I fish a lot, but I'm definitely not a pro fisherman. That's not where the majority of my income comes by any means. So that's kind of my qualification as a pro is like if, if the majority of the money you make to pay your bills and your house payments and feed your family comes from fishing, then I would say you're a pro. Uh, just because you fish pro tournaments or fish as a pro or a boater, I don't think that makes you a pro. So um, that's just my two cents. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Kim. Uh, a new cycle bait spinnerbait. I've looked at it. I've seen some videos. I, I'm not a huge spinnerbait guy. Um, it, it looks kind of interesting. Um, that almost, you know, has some like components to it. Um, but I, I don't really have any thoughts on it. It looks kind of interesting. I can see it being good. Um, uh, as far as other guests coming up, uh, Gussie, uh, probably in January. And I think, uh, January 20th, Josh Douglas will be coming on as well. So, uh, so we'll talk about a bunch of tournament stuff coming up. We'll talk about uh, the sickness. We'll talk about their tournaments. We'll talk about what they did with their videos, their collaboration with Sobe, things like that. Um, uh, my main job is uh, a packaging and supply chain consultant. Um, what is something you think sets one call apart from others? Pails, prizes, banquet, vibe. I think, you know, from a club standpoint, 
I think the biggest thing is like, do you jive with the members? Do you get along with the people in your club? Is it, you know, uh, do they match your thinking, right? Like, uh, do you want a club that's super social? Do you want a club that's super competitive? Do you want a club that shares a lot and helps teach everybody? Um, you know, that's probably the most important thing when picking a club is to match what you're looking for. So, um, all right, we got our first victim. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, old man? Yeah, look at, look at this. Did, did you forget to wash today, or what's... Uh, you're getting out on the ice doing a little ice fishing, you know, so it's getting, getting trying to keep a little warmth out there. So, so Brian, you may recognize him from the practice videos for Pickwick, uh, catching giant uh, drum, carp, uh, white bass, and, and, and maybe a bass. But, uh, we caught one or, two, one or two. I caught one of those kind. <laughs> it was a heck of a drum day, though. I'll tell you what. The camera's going when you're practicing by yourself. Right, exactly. Uh, so you going to get on and do any ice fishing this winter, or what's your plans for the off-season? Not unless somebody invites me out to a hot bite, but I'm not uh, investing in any equipment myself. Yeah, you just going to do some river fishing and whatnot? I saw you uh, were down doing some of that the other yeah. day. I'm thinking about there's some schemes in the work of possibly going down south, maybe to Texas, maybe doing some things, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll be heading. I'm heading down March 23rd, I think. Down to Lake Fork, because so I got that all booked up. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Go try to catch some of them Janes. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get too excited, but here's a chance that I go down to Falcon this spring. Right. So, right. Uh, for you guys who don't know, Brian was the top qualifier from Minnesota from the Vermilion Northern Regional as a co-angler, and he joined me down at Pickwick, and we were both fishing the national championship. Uh, you know, myself from the front of the boat, Brian from the back of the boat. Um. I'm going to dig into that. I want to answer Jared's. Any tips for targeting smallies on a small northern Minnesota lake in July? Ah, assuming it's a small lake means it probably doesn't get a ton of pressure. Just guessing. One of my favorite ways in the summer would be to hit them with topwater. Uh, some small, like, bone-colored poppers or walking baits I think would be a really fantastic way to find them and search for them. Um, other than that, I would say try some Kitex and try some Neds. And I think between those three things, if, if they won't bite that, uh, keep moving because one of those three should work. I agree with that. Sure. The, I mean, late July, when that sun and that sun's up and it's hot, I'm putting a Ned rig in my hand easily. Okay. So Jay, so I don't know if you remember Jay. Jay was that Nitro, the guy with the sweet beard that was right yep. next to us. This is Jay uh, next to my boat, right to my upstream side <laughs> to the north of my boat in the boatyard. Uh, Smalley's pre-spawn in Kansas, so you're going to have shad. Uh, I mean, I think flat side cranks and jerk baits would be my go-to if I was fishing down there. I don't know. I've never fished for Smalley's in Kansas, but that would be my thinking um, for pre-spawn Smalley's. I mean, that's what I would kind of do on the river in Mississippi, and they have shad, so I guess... Uh, but anyways, uh, I would look for transitions into hard bottom areas, you know, gravel banks, small rock, you know, looking at those areas where they can get into spawn and they're not going to be too far away. I don't think might be a road trip, might be a plane trip. I know a guy that maybe has a boat down there, so I don't probably have to drive yet. Um, so you've had some time to think about your trip to nationals, Brian. What now retrospect, I know you were, you were like jacked and then you were like kind of bummed cause you didn't catch a lot of fish, but like, so now that you've had to like, 
Justin, what, what are your thoughts on the Nationals as a, as a non-voter? It was, uh, I mean, of course, it was an experience of a lifetime as someone that's in the, you know, competitive bass fishing. So all around, you know, I mean, I had a horrible show on tournament days, you know, obviously I blanked both days. So 0. 0.0 um, was my total weight, but I caught a fish on the second day. Um, it was a great, it was a great all around experience. So, I mean, these guys and the guys in the front of the boats running these boats, I mean, they're some real fishermen and you really, you really, you know, see that when you get to that level and it was great learning. It was frustrating and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating when the guys around you are catching them and you're, you know, pretty much doing the same thing and you're not catching them. But, uh, you know, just keeping your head down and knowing that, you know, how many people wanted to be in my spot, how many people would have loved to be there. So I think I would have showed through that spinner bait a little bit more. That white spinnerbait, a little bit more. Yeah, because actually, <laughs> I know you fished with uh, Matt Robinson yeah. on day one. Um, yeah. And I know you said like, he was all about business during the water. You know, like he was. Uh, yeah, we we day, got it. Right? Yeah, we had a we had a little headbutt really early in the uh, morning, probably thirty minutes into the day. So nothing too crazy or anything like that. But you know, we we were fine after that. But it, of course, you know, always causes a little friction. You're trying to fish for a chance to fish in the elites and you know especially as a non-boater you know you're really trying to take advantage of every opportunity you get so that was a fun morning but he was actually a really cool guy and i fished with brent shores on day two out of uh wyoming i believe and he was an awesome guy i've uh, actually stayed in contact with him he runs a company called AccuCol, so okay. he was able to um give me a couple of products that he offers. He, he has a great scoreboard for his uh, inside your uh, lid of your live well. And it's literally just one through five for your tags. And it's just, you know, click it to one, what your number one is a three pounder, your number two is a four pounder. And it's, it was just the way I've been doing with my old grease pen. So he actually took good care of me and he sent me a nice package. So great opportunities, meeting people and everything. Yeah. Cause actually on day two, uh, we ended up pulling into a really small pocket next to Matt Robertson at the end of the day, and he was doing his flogging and, and flipping. And, uh, we rolled in with spinnerbaits behind him and uh, caught, I think, like five fish, but only one of them was a keeper, but it was like bang, 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 bang. Like, yeah. So, uh, that that kind of goes back to what I was saying. I wish I'd have been throwing that white spinnerbait a little more because when we were practicing, I mean, that kind of seemed to be the bait that was was working for us. There it is. Uh, what is the cost of a week as a co-angler expenses entry? Uh, that kind of really depends, uh, Rog Bass, on what you're like, where you're at. Like, I mean, are we talking the BFL level? Are you talking about the opens? Like, where Brian went to the Nationals, everything was paid for just about. We actually got per diem from our state. Lodging was paid. I mean, we had to cover our gas and travel and, and two nights lodging or whatever, but relatively inexpensive week of fishing. Yeah, for us up here, you know, you join your club, you do your local club tournament, and that's, I think it's $160 a year for me. And then uh, I had to pay a co-angler fee at the state tournament, which was small. I don't think, I think maybe 100 bucks. Otherwise, I haven't had to pay for any of the other tournaments. And even so. at the finals, we had per diem that covered that. So exactly. at the open yeah. level, I think what opens are like three, 400 bucks to enter as a co. I think four, four fifty. 
450. I, like I said, I'm, I'm normally a boulder. I had boulder issues at the state for Minnesota, so I had to slide in as a co-angler. So I'm not too familiar with the co-angler side of things. Yeah, but uh, so, I mean, other than that, you know, you figure however you want it. I mean, are you a camper? Are you going to get a hotel by yourself? Are you going to split a room? Are you going to get into a house? A lot of people travel differently, so it really depends on how you travel. Um, but it's really your entry fees, and then, you know, plan on, you know, throwing 30, 40, 50 bucks per day for gas to your opens partner for two days right so uh i would say 500 bucks plus your you know your car gas and your lodging is what it costs efficient open but the prizes are endless did you get did you get anything for christmas any fishing stuff brian uh just my usual i get a big big tackle warehouse card from my family so kind of get the resupplies up for the year and get everything I need to get for to get ready for the next season. So what's your strategy? Do you, do you burn it all right at Christmas or do you like, <laughs> like the memorial? Like what's your, what's your strategy? No, I'll kind of just, I'll kind of dwindle off over the, over the months, watch some YouTube videos and kind of, I'm a big YouTuber in the winter watching videos to learn and see what I should try for next year, you know? So I'll probably buy a bunch of stuff that I want to try and, you know, that's probably a waste a lot of it on. Like, oh, I got to try this jerk bait now or, you know. You're more like, I'm going to go out and spend $30 here, $60 here, $50 here. Like, of the, of this fun money. After, of course, after yeah. I get my main stuff that I need, I want to I want to just, you know, I don't need too much stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, lines is, you know, your expensive stuff and your terminal tackle. But overall, I don't need too much stuff going into next year. So right. it's more just getting baits that I want to try and have fun with. And just, you know, I, they look cool on a video and, you know, go out and have fun with it. My um take my daughter fishing a lot so she likes to fish a lot of top water so i bought a moto chug mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever seen one of those bad boys where you pull it and you give it the jerk and the twitch and the line pulls and it like rattles in and it shakes on the water so she just loves that thing it's like <clears throat> the most ridiculous lure but i tell you what the smallmouth go crazy for it yeah i uh i have a godson that i i always usually for his birthday or christmas get him some some baits and he's he's a little bit younger so i figure top water is good and i I like buying them like little little ploppers and like some of those little like uh, what's the real natural looking? Uh, I'm trying to think who Lunker Hunt. Lunker Hunt has a bunch of unique topwaters with like little frogs and stuff with kicking legs and things that like make noise and like some of them are like weedless. Yep. Uh, so I figure they're kind of safe and probably protect his brother or his his sister and his dad from hooks and you can just throw them out there and like you know if something's gonna come up and blow up you know whatever. So that's kind of my my thought for young kids. Yeah, smart. As a co how much tackle can you bring with you? Rods, is there a set limit? Um, some tournaments have a set limit. I think the BFLs and Costa slash whatever they're called, the, the Toyota series, I think they say seven rods for co's in the, in the, in the FLW stuff. Uh, I don't think Bass has any limits. I think you just kind of think, to me as a boater, what I expect is that as long as you can manage it, and it doesn't create any slowdown for me when I go to move, right? Like when I say last cast, we're moving, whatever time it takes me to like strap down my rod, pull the trolling motor, put my life vest on, you should be ready to go too. So if you can, you know, whether it's three rods and a tackle bag or nine rods and a whole bunch of stuff, if you can keep it organized and keep it clean and like be ready, I'm cool. I don't care. Like to the point, as long as it's not like, 500 pounds where my boat won't get on plane or something like that. But one of the biggest problems you have as a co-angler is trying to figure out is, is 
eight rods might fit, fit in one boat, but then you get in another boat and eight rods is way too many. You can barely fit four in. So, it's, you know, you really want to get down to your narrow, it down to the smallest amount of stuff you can get. Um, you know, six rods, seven rods should be plenty for most tournaments. If you've been practicing and doing your part and figuring out the fish, you shouldn't need 10 rods. If you show up to a, my boat and you got 10 rods, we know you probably haven't been practicing. Right. And I'm, I'm really like, and I guess try to have a conversation with your, your boater the night before. Uh, there are some guys that are a little bit douchey and they won't tell you anything, which Matt Robertson, that, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm going to try to tell you so that you can narrow it down. Cause I want you to be successful and I want you to be able to be prepared. And I always tell my guys, if, if we end up doing something that we didn't plan on doing, I mean, my boat's a freaking tackle warehouse on the water. Like I'll, I can, I mean, outside of a few, like maybe sacred cow baits for the most part, I can, I can loan you something that's pretty close or what I'm using or throw you a couple extra tubes or beavers or whatever. I mean, um, so that's, and I, you know, like I said, like if you really feel you need to bring that rod just in case, like I let Coe's like slide a rod or two in my, my rod locker, keep them out of the way. And then like, if we really need to get it out, we can, but then that just keeps things clean and organized too. So that's another option. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty nice there, Chad. Bring the portable live scope. <laughs> I just got the uh, active targeting. I ordered through Lawrence coming in the mail, so pretty excited for active targeting. I originally had set up. I was going to order the uh, live site, live site, and then I was like, you know, another month and a half that comes in, a couple hundred bucks with the great, great discount that they offer us for our state team, and. Uh, so I'm really thrilled to. Ex- I'm excited to get down to Lake Fork and just start looking at those trees in there and just start really putting that thing to use. I mean, have you looked into it at all, or any of those uh, type, any of that type I mean, of stuff? I, I mean, I haven't looked into. You're a like, hummingbird, right? You're a hummingbird guy. I have hummingbirds on mine, so you know if they come out with that. Uh, and I don't know if I guess be, one thing I think the live or the active target looks way better than the live site from what I've seen online. Like, good call on waiting. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, you know, in Minnesota, I'm I'm not sure. I probably won't get both. You know, I'll probably either get Mega 360 or their live version. Right. You know, I depend on availability. And I think up here in Minnesota, I think Mega 360 may actually be more useful time, day in and day out. I, I definitely agree with that. I, if I could definitely have my preference, I would definitely say Mega 360 would be the, the go-to around these parts. Oh, so Rog, is, he's going from the saltwater fishing bass turnings. That's cool. I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, there's there's some some, some overlap there, and there's some big differences, but I think a uh, little, little less expensive, <laughs> I think, than a billfish tourney, bass turnings, from what I understand. Uh, Jay says, Brian, have you been to Fork? Oh, yeah, so you've been there a bunch. Oh, yeah. I've been to Fork plenty of times. I love Fork. It's my, uh, every spring I go down there for the spawn, so I'm, I can't wait. I got to met some buddies down there that live on the lake, and I've, uh, I've been able to go down there and catch some giant fish and have a great time. My favorite lake. I'm hoping to retire there. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I've, I, it's been a while since I've been there, but when I was younger, I was down there quite a bit, so I'm, I'm fairly familiar with uh, Fork as well. It's it's a cool lake for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to pop off and let you hopefully get another victim on here. It was great chat. Yeah, with you. Well, I appreciate you hanging out. Uh, yeah. I'll uh, be in touch with you, and hopefully maybe we can get together and fish in the summer. Good luck down at Fork if I don't talk to you. I appreciate it, brother. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Later. Happy New Year. Well, thanks for Brian jumping on. It's really that painless. If anybody else wants to try it, it's not scary. Uh, A phone, a tablet, 
uh, laptop. You can come on. You can say hi for uh, a minute. You can hang for 15. Uh, it can be uh, whatever you want. Um, <laughs> he wants to. So anybody looking for a saltwater boy, had to hit up Raj Bass. Uh, best trip ever for J1213 uh, and a 10L same day. That's pretty awesome. That's That, that would be epic uh, day on any lake, let alone, I mean, Fork, Falcon, Amistad, uh, for sure. Although a guy down in Oklahoma just busted a bag. Didn't he have like a 50-pound bag, like a 12, a 10, and a couple of nine? Or something ridiculous down in Oklahoma recently. I saw a Facebook or a social media post. Uh, uh, so while we're waiting, uh, I guess other things uh, to talk about, uh, unless people got questions, I'm getting some new gear for the stream. Uh, I got some cords to try out some different cameras uh, to see if we can get the picture quality and things like that up. Uh, just order a new microphone. So uh, hopefully a little better sound. Um, so whether you're watching the live stream or you're the people that like the audio version of the podcast uh, for later, um, you know, hopefully that will improve things. Uh, so yeah, uh, expect that to be coming soon. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar, if you watch the live stream or the Facebook stream for the very first time, or you're new to this, or haven't heard me talk about this before, I do an audio version of all these live streams that you can listen to as a podcast. I know some of these get to be pretty long, an hour and a half, two, two and a half hours. So if you ever want to catch them up and you just want to listen to them through your headphones or when you're driving in a podcast app, uh, you can just search Hellabass Podcast Experience. Otherwise, I put links to the episodes uh, down in the descriptions of the videos and things like that. So um, that's available for anybody that's interested. What's up, Bill? Nice you could uh, make it. You're at work, so you're not calling in. Yeah, it was Josh Jones. Uh, is that his real hair in the video? I wasn't sure if that was like some kind of like thing. Like it was, it was some interesting hair. Uh, Rod Bass, how big is your Viking? Where is it located and how much do you want for it, he says. So, all right, we got somebody else. Uh, yeah, thanks for stopping in. Appreciate it. We got somebody. What's up, Tad? Hey, what's up, Rich? How you doing, man? Good. Are you uh, are you in Lakeville or are you in uh, somewhere else right now? I'm in Arizona. We uh, we drove down here. We pulled the boat. We're going to be down here through the month of January and do some fishing down here. Nice. So you got the Vexus down there? Yep. Uh, so you just like rent a house or do you know somebody or no, what's... Oh, my mom. Uh, my mom actually has a place down here. So she's opening... She, uh, she she lives down here in the winter, so we came down here. You know, my dad passed away two months ago, so figured we'd spend some time with her. Sure. And, uh, yeah, we got the Vexus in the front yard. It's a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. But, yeah, so we're going to do – I've never fished down here, so we're going to uh, we're gonna explore some of the lakes here. So are you in the Phoenix area? What part of – Yeah, just uh, basically just southeast of Phoenix. Uh, Maricopa, we're going to fish, uh, the plan is to fish Roosevelt and mm -hmm. Canyon. Um, and yeah. we're maybe even going to jump in a couple tournaments. So kind of yeah. looking into some of that stuff. I was down there one time for a work trip and I went out with one evening with a buddy that lived there at the time and we fished like Pleasant or one of those other, like kind of more moderate sized lakes. It's pretty close to the Metro. So I know Powell. People, you know, people fish out a lot, have a Sioux. Um, there's a bunch of stuff over by California, but we're kind of on the other side, so. No, yeah, the stuff that was, like, right in the Phoenix area, because I was working in Phoenix, so it was, like, I forget, there's 
it's all the links they talked about in the Anglers Hour Happy. So what you need to do is you need to go to the Anglers Happy Hour podcast that Josh Bertrand does, and he talks about all those lakes that they fish over there, so you get some insight. Pro tip. Um, so yeah, so you guys know Tad. Uh, Tad's a, a Minnesota tournament angler. He's uh, he's uh, fishes the Bass Nation, fishes the Classic Bass Circuit. He's fished the Opens in the past. Uh, has his share of success uh, at different levels. So, uh, so what? What you have? Have you thought about what you're doing next year? Yeah, I know yeah, you um, fishing so, opens. Are you uh, still thinking about it? Yeah, I think I'm going to do the uh, the opens, the central division, the whole thing, and then I might try to just get in the Oneida tournament um, okay. on the northern because my son is in New York, so I thought that'd be a good fit to go uh -huh. up there. And uh, yeah, you know, I have a conflict with classic bass you know the champions tour and uh regionals because i made regionals this year for the minnesota you know bss nation so um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do the champions tour and if i do i'm Quit rubbing it I in do end up doing it i'm only able to do two of them uh, you're not dropping out is that so you're telling me that i'm not gonna move up what's that I said you're not dropping out from the state team no, no, I'm not going to drop out. No, I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm still in 11. Okay. Yeah, it. but well, here's the deal though. Connor is kind of in the same boat, so he may, and that might get you on the. That might get you there. So you said there's a conflict with the Champions Tour and the divisional. Yeah. Nice. So the Champions Tour, the last tournament in the championship, like I could squeeze in Pelican, but right. then regardless, I couldn't fish the championship. And you know, on the Champions Tour, the championship is you know fish the big pro. prize, right? Yeah. So, I might slide into it again and start like planting seeds in his head and be like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah." So the there's it. I mean, to you, Connor. Chance. Yeah, there's a chance Connor, you know, may may bail. So, and he's had some good success in the Champions Tour. Like he's, oh yeah, the money. So, uh, from a financial decision, like if if that's you know, I can see. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, told? me, you know me. I'm my heart is with the Bass Nation. So yeah, I'm not gonna miss regionals. I mean, I I love the Champions Tour too, but. I mean, you know, it's it's hard enough to qualify for regionals when I get there. Especially considering it's lacrosse, supposedly. Yeah, look, that's where it is. It's announced. I mean, oh, did it announce it? Okay. Yeah, they announced like, it's like lacrosse. Publicly um, or just privately, though? Uh, no, I think it's public. I mean, I don't know. I see, like, an official bass post. That's what I was just – Yeah, I, I guess I might be letting the cat out of the bag, but it's been announced to us. So I'm guessing they know where ours is. They just haven't locked down the mall, so they haven't done, like, the full schedule announcement. So, yeah, but yeah. Supposedly, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, is the regional. Which yeah, it's Lacrosse, the first uh, first week of September. I'd be pretty stoked. Uh, not a great time of year. Yeah. To be honest, the pitch down there that time of year, it's not awesome, but still. Um, let's see, are you fishing TLC this year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. M two. So um, for that's sure. in uh, pool four. Watch. Yeah, it's going on yeah. Robshaw. Uh, David. So you are talking about going down to Fork. Have you fished Fork, Ted? No, I've never fished Fork. I fished uh, Raven a few times and uh, uh, Two Liter Bend a few times, but I've never been on Fork. So he's saying they've got a, they've got kind of a tiny boat, a fourteen footer, and they're trying to decide like hire a guide versus bring their boat or hire a guide and then also fish out of their boat. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think there's quite a few accesses and adaptive creeks. I haven't been there a long time. I think 
if you even if you're going to bring your boat, I think hiring a guide for a day would be a really good investment. Uh, so I would say, I don't know how many days you're going down for, but if it's a real short trip, like two or three days, I'd just say hire a guide two or three days and just go nuts and you know hire two or three different guides and just get a different experience for the one of them. If you're going down there for like a week, then I would say hire a guide for one or two days and then whatever you learn, take your boat out, launch in the back of creeks and, and, and kind of expand upon that. I think if you're going in this springtime, there should be fish shallow enough um, that you could do it. So it's not what you're, what you're up to. Uh, what are some good finesse baits for fishing grass on high-pressured lakes, Tad? KL Fishing wants to know. What's that? KL Fishing wants to know, what are some good finesse baits for fishing grass on high-pressured lakes? Oh, man. Well, I will tell you this. Full disclosure, you know, finesse is not my <laughs> strong suit. Um, so, you know, I'm probably not the best person to ask that question to. I mean, funny thing is, you know, me and Rich, we, we fish a lot of like, you know, when it comes down to it, we, we do a lot of the same things. Um, you know, when I'm finesse fishing, you know, more times than not, I'm, I'm sure throwing a jig worm or a shaky head, um, you know, sometimes a drop shot, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't, I don't finesse fish that much. I, I kind of come from the school of thought where even when they're highly pressured, you know, I'm looking for a reaction bite, um, yeah. you know, so I, I mean, even if I'm flipping, I typically go up higher in a weight um, and trying to get a reaction rather than, you know, finesse and slow down. So, you know, and it's not always the right answer, but it's just, you know, just the way I fit. Yeah. That right there, what you're holding, that's, that's my finesse bait. I mean, yeah, I'd say like, and I think, if you don't live in Minnesota and you're from another part of the country, I think this will probably get you a lot of bites because this is really heavy in Minnesota. Um, but I think in other parts of the country, I think the fish haven't seen this as much, which is a jigworm, stickworm, senko. Uh, so get yourself a anywhere between an eight, three sixteenths quarter ounce head with a decent hook. Uh, put your favorite dinger, senko, Maxent general, whatever you like on there and try that. Right. And, and target the edges and the pockets of those. Yeah. And, you know, even with that, when I'm throwing a jig worm, a lot of times I'm throwing a quarter ounce. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to get that fastball looking for the reaction. Um, you know, I mean, there are times where I will, you know, go down in size, but especially if I'm pre-fishing and just looking for fish, I mean, I'm always throwing as heavy as I can. Sure. Yeah. You ever fish Dardanelle? I have. A kayak tournament in the middle of April, I would guess we're probably talking spawn in Arkansas, or at least there'll be some fish pretty close to the spawn. Uh, I think you can probably target backwater areas, uh, hard bottom, cover vegetation. That's what I would look for without I've ever fished there, but just know what I know about Dardanelle in Arkansas in the spring. Yeah, I've, ne I've never fished it. And I think with a kayak, there's probably some really sneaky stuff you can get into on Dardanelle. Uh, that's what I would look to is I'd look to like really get into that sneaky water, but because that's the one where Mark Menendez won in the spring. Like he was like digging rocks out of that culvert and like powering through with like a, a tracker boat. If you remember, man, yeah, I do. You got you have a memory, man. That's awesome. I I've always loved your you know your memory of the sport. You know you 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 remember a lot of the tournaments and what happened. That's probably because I've had a few less cocktails than you have, and I just haven't killed as many brain cells. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I do, I do have an Eve, Eve cocktail tonight, so uh, yeah. 
I know Kevin complains when he comes on and I'm not drinking uh, anything. He gets mad. So. It's because he's a hook setter. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Gabe almost popped in to join, then he disappeared. So I don't, I don't, you, you, we can have more than one person on Gabe. So if you want to come back, you, there's no yeah, guy. And you know what? I, I got to get going anyways. We got a host full of people, but I want to jump and say hi and say, hey, yeah. dude, if you can shoot down here. I, uh, it's probably going to be a little later. I'm trying to think about possibly figuring out a way to get my kids down to see the old man and do some fishing at the same time. So, yeah. That's All right, brother. You take care, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, bud. Thanks. Yep, see ya. The one and only Tin Horse Monty. What's up, Gabe? Oh, dude, man, I had a weird echo. I think I had two different tabs opened up at one time, so I got uh, I, like, freaked out. And I, well, yeah. the streaming thing is new to you, so I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, was What's that the two I say good show, four? man. To push him through. I think that was John Cox on the Red River that was using a two by four to push him way through. But maybe it was, I mean, anybody that's trying to get through a shallow culvert probably has a two by four or push pole in their boat. So it could be multiples. Yeah, I've uh, seen the guys fill up, uh, you know, fill up their boat with water to get a little low too. Sure, to get under. Like it's mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, old school trick. There was, uh, <laughs> I'll get to your question here in a second, Chad. Uh, there's this uh, Lahamadu train and Alexandria train, uh, Alexandria train up uh, kind of central Minnesota. <clears throat> and there was some lakes back in the day. It was get Victoria and Jesse. And the culvert to get into Victoria was really like if the water wasn't really low, uh, it was a low clearance deal. And a lot of times you'd have to like take your windshields off your boat or things like that. Like that, that was things that we had to do to get back in that, that lake. Um, Tonight, I am drinking uh, Captain Morgan with Diet Dr. Pepper. It's a gentleman's drink. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit sophisticated, a little bit party. It's kind of like a mullet, you know. Uh, it's like a mullet in a cup, basically. Uh, that uh, Angler's Happy Hour, man. I heard you guys talking about that earlier. Yeah. That's, that's a great podcast. That's uh, that's one of my go-tos for sure. It's like a Bass Talk Live, and then I roll over to uh, Angler's Happy Hour, and I'll throw a little Luke Duncan in there. And, sure. Uh, Sure. and some other stuff but those are great those are great group of yeah. guys man they got some great stories their storytelling is just unbelievable just uh from all the places they've been all the things they've you don't been get playing. bombarded i mean there's some fishing nuggets and things in there but it's more entertainment fishing tainment information uh white whale says what's up jace is high what's I up, like Gabe? i like gabe gabe's got a nice ring to it yeah i've been caught dave i get dave a lot <laughs> call me Dave. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Whatever, been called worse, right? Yeah. So what's uh? I don't know. How was your Christmas? Any goodies? Let's see. Just uh, probably my favorite things were my stocking stuffers. It was kind of a funny story. Um, I'm real bad about giving gift ideas for people, and my wife called me like two days before Christmas, and she said, "We're at Academy, or we're on our way to Academy." <laughs> And if you want any stocking stuffers, now is the time because the tackle warehouse order that you gave me, it's too late to order that. I'll never make it. So I need some, I need some ideals. <laughs> so I said, uh, I told my daughter, she was on her cell phone. I said, okay, pull up your messages and yeah, what's that? Oh yeah. Right. H2O. Yep, exactly. They got a lot of good baits there, but anyway, long story short, um, I started throwing out all these names. I said, yeah, if you you can get me some uh, like reaction innovation beavers and the hematoman, um, Dirty Sanchez said you can give me some uh, 
skinny dippers, some chatterbaits. I started blasting out all these names and um, she thought I was just kind of messing with her, joking with her. And I said, no, if you, if you can't find that stuff, just go ask the clerk for some sweet. Like, this is like right actually the most common stuff you could ask for, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. So they got, they got all those and I was surprised, man. It was, it was great, great stocking stuffers, but it was low key, dude. We just, uh, we went over to my mom's house and there was just a few people over there. My sister was supposed to fly in from California, but the COVID deal, she didn't fly. And my brother was supposed to drive down from St. Louis. So he stayed up North and uh, it was just kind of, it was laid back and low key, but it was, it was perfect, man. How about you? Yeah, it was, it was really small. I didn't really get much. I, my wife asked me what I wanted and I, I made a big giant list on like a Pinterest board of like all the things that, you know, like gift ideas for myself. And then uh, I just got like socks in the door and clothes. <laughs> classic i had like afco reapers and afco hoodies and like all these like things that i would want to buy that i just haven't bought and thought maybe i'd get lucky i put a gopro 9 on there i didn't get that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got some hoodies for for my birthday some of those afco hoodies so yeah. i'm good on the hoodies um those are nice man those those sun hoodies instead of wearing yeah, the, the sun hoodies i wanted some of those like warmer like reaper type style but i've got a bunch of like the afco sun shirts like the jason christie and just some of the other like sun hoodies the long sleeve ones i like those a lot yeah yeah i really dig those i I bought one from academy about two years ago and i've just well it's in almost every one of my videos and i thought well it's time to upgrade and get some new every single (laughs) yeah it's good for editing i mean like okay let's let's make a donut let's like and subscribe so gabe can get himself a new shirt exactly yeah that's why everybody recognizes me out the leg because i wear the same clothes all the time right it's the goatee and the same shirt they know exactly who i am you're you're a postal carrier right yes right we're like how how many times do you get like a a tackle warehouse box or i mean they don't i guess some of their stuff comes ups not a lot or usps but some of it like you must get some parcel you ever get something like man like i know what's in this box or like oh man i wonder like do you ever like get people's fishing packages and they can like oh man wonder what's in here like <laughs> oh well a rod tube when you get a rod tube you know exactly what that is yeah. so um you can kind of tell if it's a if it's that seven foot six or if it's like a six footer um and yeah when, you know when when uh the tackle boxes were a lot more popular like lucky tackle box and monster sure. box and all that there was a few people on my route that would get one of those every every month and sure i, I shook it up and i never opened one but you know i was kind of curious what was inside of it but uh, yeah, anytime I see something from from a uh, tackle warehouse, I'm I'm actually alerted to the person that lives in that house going, OK, so they're they're one of me. They're You're trying to like look like, is there a boat? You're trying to yeah, look like, exactly. side, like, yeah. like uh, should I say hi? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if their garage is cracked, I'm sticking my head under there. And see a kayak? Has he got a tracker? Has he got a bass <laughs> uh, Yeah, there's actually quite a few fishermen that live on my route. Um, a lot of guys crappie, there's a lot of crappie fishermen that are on my route and we've all become good friends. You know, they'll, they'll be out in the driveway cleaning crappie when I'm delivering their mail and they'll kind of, they'll kind of clue me in on what the bite is, uh, what's going on. Better if they were frying it. Yeah. A nice little, uh, fish sandwich for the road. That'd be, yeah. that'd be right. Well, right. Exactly. Crappie, good nice. stuff, man. So you've, you know, uh, you've had some decent traction this year with your channel. So if you guys don't know, uh, Gabe here has a channel, Tin Horse Money, and he does some stuff with uh, Backwoods Bassin, right? You guys kind of collab a lot, work together. You do streams on Monday night, uh, head-to-head with the Serious Angler on Monday nights. Uh, right. 
stream Monday night streaming site. Like there's no like night to stream when you're not streaming against somebody else. So it's really uh, popular. But uh, so what, what are your, what's, what's new with your channel? What, what are your plans? You're, you're still fishing. You're doing winter. Like, so you're still getting out fishing a little bit, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Coming to a close or you get, does it ever shut down completely for you or is it? Not, not as until the water gets hard and it doesn't around here really. I mean, it's been, it'll get, it'll get ice on it for a couple of weeks typically. Um, and then I usually go to Lake of Egypt, which is a power plant lake over in Southern Illinois. And, uh, interesting thing about that lake is they closed, um, the power plant. Well, they didn't close it down, but they limited the production to about 40% this year. So typically even in the middle of the winter, you would have, you know, high forties, low 50 degree water temps. And Mm -hmm. this year it's going to be, it's, I don't think it's going to freeze up, but it's, it's going to be a lot colder than what those fish are used to. Um, it, it would typically be probably a 12 degree swing from the, the back of the lake to the front of the lake. So a power plant to the back would drop 12 degrees. And from what I've been finding this year, it's only going to be about a five degree swing. So everybody around here is kind of freeze on the far end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely going to freeze on the far end. So everybody's kind of nervous about that, but yeah, man, I fish all year long, dude, as long as it's, you know, not too crazy. Like today, like a cold snap for a week or so here and there where you're, you're not going anywhere, but like yeah, more than a few weeks or so. I'll go out there if, as long as the forecast is going to be right at freezing, if I know it's going to get close to freezing, I'll usually go out there as long as the wind's not too bad, especially if the sun's out, you know, even if it's 30, 31. Um, I just don't like the thing that bugs me is get when I get uh, ice in my guides all the time and I got to sit there and fight that all day long. Um, it just, it's hard on your line. You get a lot of backlashes and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just a pain in the butt. I mean, but if I hadn't been in a week and, and I got a day off and I, and I can go, then I'll, I'll go out there and, and put around for a little bit. Nice. So, but yeah, I'll have content all winter long, man, as much as I can get out there and it, it gets slow. The water temps are about 42 degrees right now. Um, so everything's slowed down. It's kind of gotten to be a kind of a jerk, jerk bait, Alabama rig. Uh, I caught some fish the other day on a shaky head, you know, everybody loves the shaky head but a lot of times that's the only way you can get a bite around here just fishing real, real slow like a little finesse jig or a shaky head if the if the bait's not up high in the water column it's down on the bottom you got to drag something really really slow and just just go finesse and go light and go slow to pick up some bites but yeah you got hard water up there don't you yeah for the, i mean we have there's one place that stays open <clears throat> and i go fishing for smallies a little bit but it's a little ways uh, from if the problem is it gets cold enough here is you don't want to be like if I had a boat like yours, I would do it, but I'm not going to be taking the fiberglass boat down the salty, gross highways. And, um, yeah. you know, like when you pull it out, if it's below freezing, you know, you got potential running issues with, you know, freezing. And, uh, yeah. White Whale says you should be stopping your stickers off with these people. When you see they get a subscription box, then that's kind of how you build up your subs. That's, that's a very good idea. Um, that's a very good idea. I've actually, I have some little 10 horse money, um, business cards and i have dropped a few of those off in boxes that got like bassmaster magazine or something <laughs> yeah i don't know oh. shameless plug nice <laughs> you, got, you got any big plans for your channel anything you got anything new anything you're doing anything exciting well we're just trying to um me and greg with backyard bass and we're trying to just continue to get good guests on our live stream that's like you said that's monday night at 7 30 central and we've been pretty consistent with that it's it's slowly starting to grow. And, you know, what we try to do on that channel is mix in some 
kind of national folks, some professionals, but a lot of the local guys, you know, there's a lot of local sticks in our area. Um, a lot of guys that have, are really good in tournaments and just good fishermen. And um, we, hey. we, yeah, exactly. Jay was on last week. He did a great job. Um, he's, uh, he's a, he's a great fisherman, local stick, just like you said, but those kind of people that haven't been on a lot of live streams, it's, it's good to have them on there. And they're a lot of the people I've heard of, but I just haven't met them. So it's kind of a way to meet those people and just kind of introduce them to the people that watch my channel. And, um, so, so yeah, we're just trying to focus on that and I'm, I'm just, uh, trying to grow the channel and, you know, I'm editing, man. Editing is, I'm kind of tinkering with editing each time I try to do something a little bit different. I'm trying to dial it in, just trying to find a niche, you know, without being fake. I'm trying to keep it real, you know, Mikey balls, hashtag real fishing. Um, so, you know, I guess the downside is where, where I live as far as producing content that attracts a broader audience. If I lived somewhere like a big destination lake, um, it would be easier because you could just do fishing reports, you know, and go out right. and do a weekly fishing report and you'd get thousands of views on just that video. But I live in Southern Illinois. Nobody's really traveling from Florida or California to Southern Illinois to fish in a 3000 acre lake. So I just got to, I got to play with the hand that I've got dealt and I'm, I'm learning. I love it. It's a great area. We got road trip into Kentucky. More well, you're right. Um, and Lake of the Ozarks. Um, in fact, uh, Jay is, we're going to try to get together and do some video down and down at Lake of the Ozarks sometime really soon. That's a real good winter lake and he knows that lake really good. So yeah, that's basically it, man. Just trying to, trying to stay consistent, you know, and uh, keep peace. I found that I've been watching a lot of editing videos lately, like, just to get better at my storytelling and my editing and trying to streamline and spruce things up and do things like that. And I was saying earlier that I, I bought some more lights, I bought some more microphones, I bought some more cables to try to do some different things, possibly try to use my GoPro as a, uh, a streaming, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, don't tempt me with a good time, Jay. It's, it's actually not that bad of a drive. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. I do have vacation time. I do have to burn up. So if I don't go to Texas, I'm going to be looking for ways to use up some, uh, some, some vacation in the first quarter. Yeah. Come on down, man. Come on down. We almost made it happen. Not too long ago. You, you, that Kincaid with the K I N C A I D versus K A I D. Yeah. So yeah, we got plenty of, we got plenty of places to fish down here. The other thing, uh, starting to do, uh, is trying to like find more ways to do things with my content. Uh, I'm looking to like, I'm going to do stream highlights. So I don't know if you saw that I, I took a, a bit of the Hallman interview and I, I made that into an Instagram, uh, IGTV and I'm going to be posting some highlights to YouTube. So like for the people that don't want to, um, you know, watch two and a half hour stream on YouTube, I'm going to give them like seven minute chunks of like something cool that happened. Um, and I was actually like just breaking down our first show and I was, uh, there's like a seven minute section where you talked about like how you'd attack pre-spawn bass on Kentucky, like with like crankbaits and flat sides and things like that. So that'll be coming to, uh, so I'm going to start mixing those in. So, um, looking for ways to just bring more content, repurpose it, tee it up in ways that's more digestible for, for everybody. Cause I know everybody wants to watch, you know, a seven minute tip video and everybody wants to watch to our live stream, you know, like just, there's different different ways to do that. So that's kind of some things I'm trying to work on to, to serve things up this year. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking about, it's funny that 
you did that today. I saw that. And I, I've been thinking about doing a similar thing for the last uh, week or so. Um, but I was thinking, and this is something that may interest you, may interest you, but um, doing a, doing like a video, like a small video before I have a guest on, on the, on the live stream, just to talk about who they are, where they come from and you know, what, what the stream is going to be about, be a good way to get some extra content for that, that day, the day of kind of like a little introduction video. And then also like you're talking about taking the highlights out of the live streams and making little clips out of them. That's a, that's a really cool idea. Cause I mean, you nailed it. It's nice to have just a, several little clips of all the good stuff that happened in the live stream, but some of them are so good. It's hard to cut them up, you know? Yeah. And what really like got me thinking is like, there was like that 95 minutes into our two hour and 50 minute live stream. I thought Brad laid down some absolute gold for tournament anglers, the people that think they may want to go pro someday. And there was about a seven minute like dialogue of him just kind of like laying it out. And I was like, more people need to listen to this. And I know Sure, I get a few thousand people that listen to the replay or 1,500 or whatever, but there are literally hundreds and more or thousands of more people that need to hear what he just said, and they need to think about this. And so I was like, I need to get this out. I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'm going to cut it up as a separate video so you know more people can hear this. And then like I put it on Instagram, and like the response has been like, like not necessarily huge numbers, but like other pros being like, yeah, preach, brother, preach, Brad. Like, like, like so. Like I know it really resonated. Uh, so yeah, thanks James. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, glad that you love the channel. Uh, like the Ozarks. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I actually bought my boat on like the Ozarks several years back on the North end, uh, from pros choice, uh, used boat. So Warsaw. So I have been down there and fished one day on the North end, on the river side of Lake of the Ozarks one time. Yeah. It's a big lake, man. It's got, I think it's, got 60 or 70,000 docks. I don't know the exact number. And uh I like mission docks. That's dumb. Yeah, that's right up your alley, dude. And you don't <laughs> nobody runs you off, runs you off of them. Around here we got a lake that we can that has docks, but we can't fish within 10 feet of the dock, so it's so frustrating. It's like seeing a big juicy laydown, you can't pitch up in there. It's not even fair. They should almost put covers around the front of them so you don't even see them. But yeah. it, it is what uh, it is. So the mics uh, so now a new camera. I got some new cords to possibly dabble with using my GoPros as a stream camera. I've ordered some additional ring lights just to give me a little more like light, like up here for doing baits and previews. Uh, on top of like I built some kind of my own like studio lights, which I think are decent, but uh, I just want to add as another option. Um, the mic was just like I don't remember the exact name brand, but it's like a. I watched a bunch of videos on like what was the best, you know, uh, podcasting studio mic for like less than fifty dollars, and I bought one that was like forty bucks. Um, was, it, was it a road? No, it's not a road. It's I forget what they call them. Yeah, I got a sure a sure mic. It's a podcasting mic. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's the one we use up up there. So we'll see. This this channel is not making like huge buku bucks, but I wanted to reinvest some of the money. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what kind of quality pickup we get. Uh, you know, that might show up before my bonus stream, but if not, I think you'll see that mic for next week when I sit down with the guys from the sickness. So, uh, so, but otherwise, you know, people ask about collab. So I'm going to definitely collab, do more streams with, you know, I'm sure you and I will hook up over the winter again. I'll do some South Bateman, possibly Epic Eric again. And some of those guys, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to do these streams. Um, definitely want to do more fishing collabs. Hopefully this summer, um, we'll see. 
I tried to do, I tried to hit you and Bateman on the way back and both of them fell through on the way back from Alabama. So that was just unfortunate. Um, but yeah. uh, you'll have to make it down to the nationals again, and hopefully it'll be somewhere South of where I live at and we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, but otherwise the other thing is I'm like, so this is kind of a good question. So I'm starting to look and talk to people about some logos and branding. So if anybody here in the audience knows somebody or wants to help me, uh, I'm looking to do some logos and kind of make the hell of ass brand, you know, at least put a logo with it and possibly do some things that way. Um, I feel like there's enough there to start working with that. So, um, you know, if there's a listener that does that kind of stuff, I think all the better. I'd rather work with somebody that like watches my streams and watches my videos that really understands. I feel like if they know me, they're going to help make the best logo possible versus me just hiring a stranger. But so if anybody's got any ideas or people that do that, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. And I'd love to talk to you about it and how we could do something. Uh, I want to kind of like work on that as well. So those are some yeah. of I'm working on for the channel. Keep it in the family, man. Keep it in the family. Sure. I got, I got, uh, here's my little logo that we got a friend that lives in Lawrence, Kansas, and she's a, she's a really good artist and she drew up, this basic design i mean it was it had a lot of earth colors and stuff but you'll find out when you when you uh start doing it uh, yeah there you go so it's pretty basic man 10 horse money i'm out there in a little jamba with a little 99 kicker on the back kind of a kind of an old school pole with the big reel on it it's kind of um it's got that retro look i think um but the original design had a lot of earth tones in it had a sunset in it. it had probably six to eight maybe 10 colors in it and right. each color is an additional price on anything you put it on. So I had to kind of simplify it and just go with one color for now. Like I got these t-shirts that I've been selling and if I would have made it the way I wanted, I couldn't sell them for, you know, they'd be like 25 bucks or something, 26 bucks. So you got to kind of, I don't know, you got to find some kind of happy compromise somewhere, but and it's just, on the back, it says uh, support local fishing. Right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple, but it's uh, so if anybody wants a t shirt, they can just uh, what do you have a website like is it links in your description in your videos or what? Yeah, hit me up on uh, Gabe Montgomery Fishing or 10 Horse Monty on Facebook and then 10 Horse Monty 6 on Instagram or my YouTube channel 10 Horse Monty. You can shoot me a little message there and I'll ship them out to you. Um, I got large and extra large, I got the blue color and then I got this the heather gray, you know, it's just your standard kind of sports gray, but. I think it turned out all right, man. Um, it's a great way to support the channel. I'm not making much money sure. on it, but I just, yeah. you know, just something extra to throw out there. Yeah, I have, so, I have talked to Top Water Boys, but I just want to throw it out to some of my audience and see, you know, what else was out there. He, he's definitely on my list of people, and I have reached out to him. Um, I, what? I cannot believe you haven't got your flats yet, St. Crest. That's crazy. I'm going to have to check that tracking number when I get off here because that, that's nuts. I'm pretty sure I sent you the tracking number. So uh, that would be a shame. That's weird because I sent those like, I feel like I sent those before Christmas. So that, that would be weird that you haven't got those. Uh, yeah, what's up, Drew? Thanks for making a live show, uh, New Year's Eve, Eve, the holidays. So sometimes the holidays are more busy for some of us, and sometimes some of us have more free time. So, um, yeah, this is just awesome, a little bit kind of freestyling show. This is a little weird starting this show. It's been a while since I've done a solo stream, and, like, I know, yeah. like, Man, and some of those guys do solo streams all the time, but I felt a little weird at first just answering a few questions and stuff. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it is it is different when you got a guest to like focus on. You know, that, that's what, one thing. One thing about Greg is is uh, I got it. There's another person there with me, which is completely right. different too. It's they're all they're all different. 
yeah, I, I feel like I'm much more comfortable in my element and like just like going back and forth with the guests and digging into fishing topics. That's what I really enjoy. So I don't, I don't know that I'll do a ton of solo live streams. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just uh, definitely planning to have a bunch of guests. Uh, yeah. So hopefully there's hope that those flats still still will show up and they're just. Yeah, yep. I think that question might pertain yeah, to me. Why is it taking three weeks for him to get his flat sides that I sent him? What's going well, on? Well, let me tell you. Let me give you the. <laughs> let me give you the politically correct answer, not necessarily the insider answer. I'll give you the professional answer. We've been swamped by Amazon, short staffed. Our partial volumes up like thirty percent over last year, and last year it was up like thirteen percent. So, long story short. It just got to be so much that we got backed up and that should be clearing up. They put a bunch of crews. We had a bunch of stuff hung up in St. Louis for quite a while. I mean, a lot of people around here, you know, they look at their app and it said sitting in St. Louis for eight days, for 10 days, for 12 days or whatever. I mean, I, I even had parcels sitting up there and uh, we had uh, it was just ridiculous. But they put I think they put uh, like 30 additional crews just working specifically on the parcels to get that going. So it should be, everything should be starting to smooth out now, now that things have kind of slowed down. We got, you know, we got returns. People get stuff from Christmas and they don't want them. So they return them. So there's some influx in parcel activity. And then you got people using the gift cards and stuff that they've got. So there's some more stuff that's getting put in the mail stream, but it should be getting back to normal really, really soon. But we're, we're very, we're well, well aware of the problems that people have been having. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm a sp- official yeah. spokesman or for right. USPS, but that's basically yeah. in a nutshell what's going on. I never heard you, you probably have, the, I'm sure there's some contributing things where you probably had some outbreaks in some local areas yeah. and places where you're short staffed and things like that. And right. So <clears throat> that doesn't, that doesn't help things. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, I was just going to say it's, a, it's a big operation, man. You get a little bit of chink here and there and it really just kind of slows the flow down. So, you're, you're right. That's kind of what happened too. I know. Like my mom sent me a Christmas card on Monday. She's like, "Did you get it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Like, clearly you haven't been watching the news. If you thought my card was going to get here, when you mailed it on Monday." <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I, I've had, I've had several people um, let me know that they're waiting on a parcel and it's stuck in this spot. Why is it stuck in this spot? And I, I'm just the messenger. I don't know. Don't kill yeah, me. You're like, I'm, I'm like the very last step. <laughs> yeah. I'm the grunt, man. I'm that, you know, that little grunt out in the field that's getting shot at all the time. Like if it said it was out for delivery and you didn't get it, then call me. That was my fault. But other than that, right. Uh, right. Have you ever fished Ranger Bay? I have no idea where Ranger Bay is. Do you? Uh, yeah. Ranger, probably a Ranger Bay boat. I'm thinking like a saltwater type boat. Maybe they got the center console. Just In a Ranger Bay boat? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I've never uh, fished Ranger Bay either. Is that on Malax? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not Lance Armstrong, but uh, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice sponsor. I don't even get free stamps, man. I think you wow. know when you work at a place. Uh, I used to work at Chick Fil A. We got like fifty percent off our food. I worked at Polly Eyes Pizza for like three years. We got forty percent off our food. I mean, I don't even get ten percent off our stamps. I pay full price. I think that's. I think we should get a little bit of it. You get free flat rate boxes. Yeah, we get free boxes. I mean, you know, if I was homeless, I'd like to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do it. I don't do it for the accolades, man. Yeah, I don't know where Bass is either. 
Um, <clears throat> Sycamore says you're doing a good job. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Nowhere fast is in Minnesota. We have a lot of lakes in Minnesota, so that one I am not familiar with. <clears throat> you got like 10,000, right? Yeah, or 15, 14. It's like 11. Somebody, somebody actually had a number I saw, like 11,300. It's anywhere between like 11 and 14,000, depending on how small a body of water they call a lake. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's. I, I never did understand what what is a lake and what is a pond. I don't know. It's not important. <laughs> so you got any any uh, any any techniques, any baits that you're excited to employ in 21, like new this year? Like what's what's what are you gonna work on? Man, I've been working on my spoon game, my offshore spoon game. Um, okay. My buddy Ron lives over on Egypt and. Um, He's been throwing that spoon around. And I, you know, I try it every every year. I try it. I start out wanting to learn it. And uh, this year I've been practicing it a little bit more. Just it's you know, it's just scanning, finding bait balls and shad relating to them and out there deep offshore. And if they're down there close to the bottom, within like five foot of the bottom, just a three quarter ounce to one ounce spoon. And uh just trying to catch them, catch them that way. Um, and the blade bait is another one that I, I throw it. And I don't catch anything on it. I mean, I'll catch like one or two, but I haven't got on a good blade bait bite. So that's another thing that that I've been trying to mix in my arsenal. But, you know, I went out there the other day to, to do that and the sh- the fish just weren't set up right. So I had to fish a shaky head. So you, you just never know, man. You never know when you go out there what you're going to end up catching fish on. But 38 acres is considered a lake. Okay. Anything is, I think in Minnesota, in some cases, yes. I would say that's a lake, definitely. To me, like five acres is a lake, like over five acres, roughly. That's that's just my take yeah, on it. I, I can't. I, I had some success uh, on some of my trips to Fork using spoons when we were there a little earlier. Uh, we catch a lot of bar bass, but we also catch some bass. Um, late baits. I've tried them a little bit in the rivers here, um, and. Uh, Got some monster catfish on a blade bait, but only a few bass. Um, yeah, the Rapala ice jig. Maybe you need to try that. I bought one last winter. I haven't I haven't thrown it yet. I mean, I usually drop a. I'm, I'm, it's a drop shot. I'm usually throwing down a drop shot on top of them. Um, I was catching them dropping a shaky hit on them the other day too. That was kind of something new that I hadn't really done. I've seen guys do it with a Ned rig, but I hadn't quite done it with the shaky head, and it was it was working. I mean, I was getting a few bites, so. That's something else. Um, Chad, where is where you where are you from, man? Um, I'm from Cape Girardeau, Missouri area. So I'm about a hundred miles south of St. Louis, and I'm right on the Mississippi River. Just on the other side of the Mississippi River is Illinois, and I I fish. Most of my videos and content are from uh, Southern Illinois area, just because it's about an hour drive to get to some really good lakes over there. Um, on the Missouri side, most of those lakes are an hour and a half. Um, I'm like, I'm like five, hour, four and a half hours from Lake of the Ozarks and five and change from Table Rock. So I typically just shoot across the bridge there and, and fish over near Carbondale, Illinois in that area. There's, there's tons of like, um, 900 to 3000 acre lakes over there. There's probably six or seven of them that are really good. So it's, it's anything from grass to rock to standing timber. There's a little bit of variety over there. And if I go up even further North and in, into Illinois, there's, you know, there's more power plant lakes. So there's, there's plenty to do around here, but yeah, everything I'm doing is, is basically from, uh, 
from the southeast Missouri area. I'll go down to Kentucky Lake sometimes too. Um, like I said, Table Rock, Lake of the Ozarks. But most of it generally is, is in this little area right here. So, hey, Logan, there was some major feedback when I turned your audio on. Like squealing sound. I hear that too. Yeah. So I don't know if there's background noise or... Yeah, Carbondale. Sycamore says Carbondale. Yep. Is it better now? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, we can deal with this. <laughs> All right. What's up, Logan? How's it going? Good. How about you? Good. Thanks for joining. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. What's up, Logan? Where Where are you? I forget. Where are you from, Logan? Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. We won't hold that against you. You're probably a Packers fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, PJ three P says Rush Cape Girardeau. Yeah, that's Rush Limbaugh's hometown. Um, his brother has a big law firm, um, Lindbergh law firm. It was, it's on my route. Well, it's not on there anymore, but I delivered their mail for, I don't know, four or five, six years. So, yep. It's hometown of Rush Limbaugh. Like it or hate it. Depends on where you stand. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Logan, do you get anything, any fishing stuff for Christmas? Yeah, I got live scope for what? Somebody was a good boy. I just got a live scope. Uh, I can stuff her. Yeah, just uh, just a little. (laughs) Nice. My only gift. Yeah, my dad wanted it too. Ah, it's like a family gift. Yeah, kind of. Open it. So is that that going on the front of the boat or is like an ice live scope or what's the? It's going to go on the front of the boat. Yeah. Nice. What kind of of boat's that going on? We just got a Phoenix. Nice. Like uh which one? It's an older one. It's a twenty ten, but it's still for me I feel like it's brand new. Sure, like a seven twenty or uh it's uh seven nineteen. Seven nineteen, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's nice. oh, for sure. Yeah, it's an upgrade from my smoker craft, which is like a fast tractor, one seventy five with a fifty horse on the back. <laughs> yeah, I feel you guys. Like I got I got socks and underwear and uh, some t shirts and uh, a couple hoodies. And, uh, I got a pack of Zoom speed. Uh, I got I got a live scope. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So you got a, really a new boat and a new live scope. More yeah. well behaved than I was. Yeah, yeah. that's great, man. <laughs> Hoping to get better at fishing out deep. Sure. So what are you what are you fishing this year? Uh, you just fish for fun. You fish any tournaments? You turn. I fish a lot of tournaments. I'm gonna do the BFL, uh, the Great Lakes Division as a Collingwood. Nice. I might do that as a boat this year. I've done it before. We'll see if the what the schedule looks like. But that's that's a great way to learn. Have you have you fished lacrosse in the river quite a bit before? Yeah, I fished uh, the high school worlds on mm-hmm. there this year. Sure. Yep. And that was a cool experience. And then I fished a few other high school tournaments. And then. Pool 10, my friend has a camper on, so I go there a lot. <laughs> the comments are hilarious, right? Now. Everybody's jealous, man. Everybody's jealous. Like, I, got, I got a chocolate Santa, uh, I got a Turner. <laughs> got a can opener. Yeah, I like So are you uh are you still doing the high school stuff or are you uh, moving out of that or what what I'm still doing the high school stuff. Okay. I'm a junior in high right. school. Cool. Very cool. That's, that's an awesome program. Like that's something that like 
I really wish would have been, you know, high school, college, all that stuff came after I was out of school. So uh, jealous that the opportunity you guys get, that's really amazing. And I like, you know, when I can, I like to work with the clubs and give my time. And there's a couple of high school um, clubs that I work with and I, I go to their meetings and do like, kind of like speak. I'm going to, now this year I'm going to do some more zoom stuff for them. So uh, I guess if anybody works with like teams or like high school teams or college teams and things like that, and they're looking for like, hit me up if you guys ever want to do some some kind of like zoom seminar type stuff i do that kind of stuff for fun and, and, and work with schools and when i can so yeah i'm thinking about doing uh joining a club this year but we'll see nice. cool very cool yeah that's uh, great man. oh if uh if your dad's adopting anybody else um, so. <laughs> uh, yeah you might have another Another person that wants to get adopted. That live scope sweet, dude. You're going to like that. Um, it's cool. You got a new boat and you got some live scope, some new electronics, and you're uh, going to be fishing the BFLs. That's, uh, yeah. You got, you got some big plans for next year. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah. Chad's from Wisconsin. So, is it just the, like, the, the Wisconsin High School League? Is that what you're fishing? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of just the TBF events. I've fished. I haven't fished any of the bass ones, but okay. I'm thinking about me and my friend are thinking about doing the uh, one on Hartwells, the world, uh-huh. the sure. world. Hartwells a cool lake. Uh, what time of year is that? Uh, it's end of July, I think. Could be a little stingy, but it's probably be an interesting time. I bet at Hartwell, the midsummer. Yeah. I don't know if that's like cane pile time or schooling like I've, I've never there's not many tournaments that i can recall july at hartwell so i'm not sure exactly how that was set up yeah mm-hmm. we'll have to see i've ever been down there i haven't really fished out of wisconsin and minnesota yeah i mean the live scope will be a key deal for bait i would think any time of year down at hartwell so that would be a, a great place to use it um so and i think so you have that going for you. The other thing that's cool about Hartwell, and I've been down to the Clarks Hill and, and some of those places in Hartwell in the past, but that a community just embraces fishing and tournaments. And like the cool thing is they roll off the red carpet in those communities and you really feel welcome when you roll like, you know, like uh, it's different than up here, right? Like, sure. I mean, high school tournaments, you know, the communities accept that, but you know, up in Minnesota, Wisconsin, there's not necessarily a lot of communities that love to see tournaments roll in. Uh, yeah you know but down there they really embrace that so that's a cool experience bradley thanks man really really appreciate that really appreciate it uh second one says how did your school fare this year in its tournaments how did you do and what were some of the highlights we didn't do very well we i only fished two high school ones and we finished like 44th in worlds which wasn't terrible but that was like 400 so that's actually pretty good yeah the river was packed during that yeah. tournament, a lot of places you went, there were people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loomis IMX. Yeah, it's, uh, just, uh, I got some GLXs and some Titaniums too. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I just used the cheaper Bass X and the Mojo Bass. Hey, next Christmas, man. Next Christmas. Yeah. Baby yeah. steps. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we're just giving you a hard time, Logan. No, that's that's cool. I mean, yeah, you know, like you know, it's. I think it's awesome. Like when 
uh, families invest in their kids fishing. And I know not everybody can do that, but like a lot of other families, you know, spend money on their kids a lot of different ways. And I think when you invest in kids that do outdoor stuff, whether it's hunting or fishing or you know, anything else, I think that's really cool. Cause I think you're setting them on a path. That's just going to be the, a good path for life. And you learn a lot of things, you know, just good learning life lessons, grounded kids, like for the most part, kids that fish, they don't get into a lot of trouble. So I think all in all, it's, it's a good deal to be honest. Yeah, I know around us, there's not a lot of kids that fish at our high school. It's basically me and my friend and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Do you often get compared to Keith Combs? Dude? dude, I get that all the time, man. I had, I was down at, um, well, I, I'm trying to pick one of the times that it's happened one that pops pops in my head is I was fishing that Toyota owners tournament on Pickwick the first year we went down there, which I didn't do good in that one either. But, um, Ott Defoe was standing out on the dock in the morning when you go by all the pros are out there. So you got, <laughs> and he's like, Keith Combs, is that you? And I said, no, man, if, uh, if I was Keith Combs, I'd be standing up there on the dock with you. Um, uh, but yeah, I get that all the time, man. I, I even had, uh, there's a guy named Rob that lives on Kentucky Lake. He's, uh, he fishes the BFLs on Kentucky Lake. And the first time he met me, I was down there with my buddy Jonathan and Jonathan knew Rob. I didn't know Rob, but Rob walks up to us and he, he keeps looking at me. He was looking at me from afar and <laughs> it was kind of weird. And, uh, he finally walks up to Jonathan and he's like, man, I, I thought that that was Keith Combs. And I know Keith Combs whenever Keith Combs is in town fishing a Kentucky Lake event or something, he stays at my house. I know his wife, my, my wife and his wife are good friends. And I still thought that was Keith. And I was getting ready to walk up to you and ask you, what the heck are you doing in, at Kentucky Lake without calling me? Um, so, yeah, I've got that, man. It's it's crazy. I thought about getting a T-shirt that said, I'm not Keith Combs on the back. but See, that's what I thought. Drew says, I feel like you're a skinny Keith Combs. I feel like right. Keith Yeah, well, he's he's filled out a lot. On your routes, you, you stay a little more svelte than Keith that's right. Yeah, and I got a little bit too much shag here. If I kind of trim this down, maybe cut it yeah. up a little bit tighter, look like him a little bit more. But Bummer, you just classic by one spot though so there's that yeah yeah <laughs> he'll be back though man that's funny though uh james hetfield too people have told me i look like james hetfield and the metallica front the, guy. they have the classic you should go down there you know he's going to be working at the expo so you should get a picture with him yeah he actually i sent a picture the guy that i was talking about named rob i sent a picture of him or of me to rob and rob sent it to keith's wife and she's like, yeah, I do kind of see the resemblance. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I should get a kid in picture. That's that'd be great. So uh Logan, what I mean, we talked about you're gonna try to fish you more tournaments, co-lingers. You got any activity like uh um new baits or new techniques you're looking to work on this year? Uh like I kind of want to work on like drop shotting and just stuff out deep. I want to get better out deep because I fished a lot more shallower. <laughs> yep. And especially around us, like a lot of people went out deep on the Madison chain. Right. So that I fished one NABC a while back with Josh Douglas. We fished one team tournament on the Madison chain. That's my only experience. So I practiced for like a day, day and a half. <clears throat> and then we fish the tournament, but that's kind of an interesting chain with the, the different lakes. There's some shallow water, and then you've got was it Monona and Wabisa, Kiganza, and Mendota. Yeah, and Mendota's the. I don't think we could get into Mendota. 
there's a yeah there's a lock so they normally don't let you go there yeah in the tournament interesting chain for sure what other what other lakes do you like in the madison area what are your favorite places to fish we just normally fish the madison chain there's not really a lot of there's lake wisconsin i like going to the wisconsin river when i had that tracker type boat right you could get into places that people couldn't and there are a lot of big smallies up there Mm -hmm. cool that's it i feel like if you can crack the madison chain and learn how to catch them shallow and deep there and catch both the smallies and largemouth if you can learn to understand that lake you can apply like that's a very diverse lake and chain if you can figure out how to catch them from one end of wabisa to the other the deep side to the shallow side that will set you up to do well in a lot of places for sure yeah it got pounded this year that's for sure sure yeah being the the main body of water and close to kind of like uh madison right so yeah uh what new baits in 2020 impressed disappointed you right we could all probably talk about this does anybody have any um i would say hmm, impressed uh bfe kind of impressed with i've liked the bfe i didn't get to use it a ton but what i did i liked i think what else i knew uh i fished maybe not a new bait for everybody new to me the crush 75 flat from six cents i did well early in the year on that was impressed with that bait um gosh, there's something how many new baits i really used i'm trying to rack my brain on what else i used that was new this year the d-bomb new to me, like I, i've always had d-bombs but i really started using them more uh, so I, I built a lot of confidence in the D-bombs this year. Um, those are probably the baits that kind of like rose to the top that were different than what I had been throwing for maybe the last five years. <clears throat> um, disappointing baits. Mm, I'm trying to think if I bought anything that I was disappointed in. Feel free to chime in if you guys have anything that comes to the top of your mind. I just messed around with like the Shad Wrap uh-huh. this year. It's good cold water cranking bait for sure. Yeah, yeah shad wrap's a good one. I, for me, one that comes up that I've been happy with is uh, like the Cumberland Pro came out with a new underspin. They redesigned the underspin, and that sucker's been a fish catcher for me. Um, I've, I've fished an underspin off and on for the last, I don't know, three or four or five years. But this year, I kind of really got into them a bunch in the fall, and that one shined for me. Um, the BFE, man, that's a good one too. You, you mentioned it. Um, and that – when that first started getting uh, some attention on Bass Talk Live, I bought a couple packs of them, and uh, I don't know. They're they're a fish catcher. They're something different. Probably the launch frog was a little bit disappointing. I did a video sure. on that, and I hadn't really, um, um, I hadn't given it enough time. But it, you know, it's it's a nice soft frog. But the thing I don't like about it is is the hooks stuck out too far from the body, and you really on the cast, you really have to feather that spool and encourage it to flip over land on its belly um because if it lands upside down it's just it's a wasted cast um that's that's really the ones that come to mind for me some of that six cents plastic um that stuff seems to be pretty cool they came up with some like new the and the yeah and yeah those yeah. are kind of cool i haven't played with those um i bought some of the quivers i just didn't use them a lot like i honestly just didn't fish them i'm not going to say they were good or bad i just didn't fish them that was one yeah. bait they kind of bought some of that i just didn't fish a lot of um, I will say a piece of equipment. This is on a D-bond, but the the EWG ringed hook, right? So it's a it's an EWG hook, 
but it's got just push it down so you can see. You just it. pull that out of your hat. Where'd that come from? It just all of a sudden there it is. over here. Oh, okay. See that, but it's got a little ring. Let me pull the weight up. Uh, that you tie to the ring instead of the hook. And for whatever reason, my hookups on flipping grass like through the roof. Like I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it gets more bites because it kind of gets more free action as it falls. But my hookups have been amazing. So I that, that I mean, it's kind of a I, I don't know. It's not sexy, but that uh, that was a good one for me. Um, I see Kenny. Kenny on there said something about the. I'm so, I'm sorry, Logan. Uh, Kenny said something about the Tokyo rig, and that that's something that um, I played around with it a little bit last year. But I did fish it a little more this year, and that's a that's kind of a neat little bait. It looks like it wouldn't get bites, but it does. That that wire doesn't seem to bother the fish. So I, that's a pretty cool little bait. Yeah, I picked up both of those, the ring hooks and the Tokyo rig. I want to try those out. Yeah, there's some good flipping on, was it Winona or Monona? Like Monona that? Yeah. Well, the flip. Yeah. Uh, Drew says BFE and Fritzside. I can see that. I didn't buy any Fritzsides. I might this year. Uh, that was a VMC. Gamagatsu also makes a ring DWG. Chad Edding says the Bastic Tungsten Jigs and the Ring WD, EWG hooks. Uh, yeah, the, and I did my top five video, so I just did that video this Monday. So if anybody wants like my top MB, what I call my MVBs, my most valuable baits of the year, uh, go ahead and check out that video, and I kind of cover those in detail. Um, Ryan says the Trash Panda, not really a fan, as a, a disappointing frog. Uh, I'm assuming, Kenny, you're saying Tokyo Rig was impressive or you found it to be good. Uh, maybe it was just funny. I don't know. I fished a little bit. I caught a few fish, but it never went out and I didn't fish it a ton. I never went out on a day and was like, man, this was the deal. I never felt like I was getting more bites because of that. Yeah. I just fished it. Um, just tinkering, trying something different. I don't know. Well, I'm the same way as you, as far as, I don't know if I most likely I could have caught those fish other ways as well, but it's sure just fell out. Yeah, it's still fun to throw it every once in a while. It's something I'm different. Not knocking it. I'm not endorsing it at this point. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, what's your personal best, Jay asked Logan? Uh, it's five pounds. It's right around five nice. pounds. Cool. It's a good fish. Is that a largey or smallie? Largey. And then I also caught almost a five-pound smallie on Lake Malax this year when I went up there bed nice. fishing. Nice. Very cool. Heck yeah. Um, flatworm. Yeah, I did. I had some flat worms and a few flat nosed minnows. I, I didn't use them a ton. Um, although an accent general in the last years has kind of been in my rotation a little more for like <clears throat> skipping for like <clears throat> around docks and stuff. And instead of a dinger, I've been using the, the general a little bit more. So, yeah, that maxent, um, what is it? The game creature, the game hog, or, you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the name of it. Your beaver version. Yeah. Yeah. That little sucker, my, my uh, team partner Jerry, he's always throwing that on a swing head behind me. And huh. man, when they're when they're in a funk and they won't bite, something about that um, that max scent. It you know I'm talking down here in, in southeast Missouri. I know it's a big deal in, for the smallmouth, but it works on the largemouth too. Especially if you're dead sticking it and you're letting it sit for you know five, six, seven, ten seconds. It seems like it. I think it actually draws fish to that bait. Um, it, it just seems like the slower you fish it, the more bites you get with it. And there's days when he's, 
he just crushed them on it. And, you know, I can't hardly get bit moving something a lot faster up in the front of the boat. It's pretty impressive stuff. Whether it draws them or if they're just looking at it and then it makes them commit. One of the two, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's something's going on with it. Chapo, hair jig, Nico, snap tube, swim worms. Nice. When you say hair jig, are you talking like preacher hair jig? Or are you talking like finesse, smally, 316, 332nd hair jig done? Mm-hmm. Preacher? Or are you talking about like these little guys? Little marabou yeah, jigs. I've been playing around with the hair jigs this year. What happened to the goby baits up north? Seemed like a that hype died. Yeah, I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, like some of those poor boy oh. baits and things like that. Like which, the dark sleeper. Yeah, I mean the dark sleeper still pretty. Like I hear a lot of guys talking about the dark sleeper, but I hear them talking about it in general, not necessarily like smally lakes or goby lakes. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You don't see that like. The goby-shaped plastics don't really seem to be a thing. Like the Maxent worms and things like that seem to like override those in the last two years, probably. Yeah, David says the Max sent anything is legit. That's good. All bass, but smallies even more so for sure. Mm-hmm. Half ounce black hair jig. Yep. Eighth ounce. <clears throat> Eighth ounce. Tiny ones. Yeah. Tokyo rig a lizard. Shh. Okay. Okay. I can see that. You can put just about anything on the Tokyo rig. I did a I did a baby brush hog a lot. Caught fish doing that. Nice. Yeah, I fish those hair jigs a lot for trout. I do a lot of trout fishing, and uh, but the ones I'm ones I'm throwing are uh, like sixty fourth ounce. I throw them all the way up to one one hundredth, one eightieth, one sixty fourth, one thirty second. It's it's a fly rod, so you can throw just about anything. But um, I, I'm usually throwing um, like the crappie. They're they're a hair jig, but they're made out of like uh, synthetic material, like a doll, like doll hair, that kind of stuff, with some yeah. flashy boot tied in there. My buddy up the street, he ties some really killer crappie jigs, and they're like a thirty second of an ounce. So I'm throwing that on a like six foot ultralight with four pound mono, and uh, that that's a killer bait around here for for crappie and bass just anything really anything that likes to eat bait fish but uh what i don't really throw those like those eighth ounce the bigger ones for when i'm seriously fishing for bass it's usually just pond yeah. fishing when i'm throwing those smaller maribous really i mean i'm not saying you can't catch a large pond, but it really seems like it's a smally deal like, smally deal fairly clear water uh pre-spawn post-spawn funks you can use them all year but like there's there's windows for sure mm-hmm Driffle says he went to the uh the lax through it and only caught a three and three quarter large mouth. So yeah, I mean so when it's on, it's on, but it's not like all the time. It's it's kind of a hit or miss bite in my experience. And it's it is some people say it's fun to fish. I don't think it's that fun to fish at all. What were you gonna say, Logan? When we went to Malax, the hair jig played pretty big role catching a lot of the fish. Is that a is that like a what time of year does it seem to shine? Is it like a pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn, or spring more so? I mean, it, it can be all year, but I think it's probably strongest in the spring. Pre-spawn, post-spawn. But I've seen fish get caught in July and August on it as well. <clears throat> yeah. So typically, when they're up shallower, for the most part. 
10 feet, yeah, not super deep, but I mean, anything under 10 feet, but yeah, it's probably better when they're three to six. Yeah. Okay. And you want relatively good water clarity most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to buy any of those. I don't need, I got too many baits to try to. I mean, if you, if, you, if you come up there to visit your buddy, then you're going to want to get some, but I don't think, I honestly don't think you need to invest in where you live. Okay. That'd be my guess. Could yeah, I don't. Table I rock don't. like that, probably, but there's probably other baits that are just as good. Yeah, those guys throw grub down there a lot. Um, just a single tail grub. It seems Steve to be some scrubs. Minis scrubs are awesome. Even in the cold water. That's one of the, that's probably if, if I'm gonna throw something set in Texas rig with like a quarter ounce weight, uh the minis scrubs probably what it's gonna be. It's gonna it's either gonna be that or it's gonna be a zoom speed crawl. I don't I don't know why exactly, but I don't really it doesn't matter why, it's just that it does work. Try to float and fly. You could probably use those flies you got. Float and flies. Yeah. Man, I tried that about five or six years ago. I had a long spinning rod and i don't know i just i tried it once that's probably that's the problem i didn't try it twice didn't work for me ever felt a suspending plastic shad wrap um no but i've tinkered with shad wraps and made them suspended how about you guys ever suspending shad wraps oh yeah yeah um put a bunch of suspend dots on the on the front on the breast part of it or weight the hooks or something um, I actually, it's funny, um, on the live stream the other night, me and Jay were talking about that. He's, uh, that's one of his go-to baits in the wintertime for Lake of the Ozarks is a big shad wrap. We were talking about waiting shad wraps to make them suspend. And I, I'd, I'd fished a BFL at Kentucky Lake several years ago. And the guy that I was fishing with, he brought two spinning rods. This was like a second week of March. It was 41 to 43 degree water temps, pretty stained. And he brought two spinning rods and he had um, shad wraps on both of them. He had like a hot colored one. <laughs> he was very confident. He knew what he was going to do. And uh, anyway, he would take, he would buy those and he would put them in a drill, pl- drill press and drill out right. Like just put a little drill bit into the breast, drill out a little hole. And then he'd drop a, like a BB or some kind of steel shot or something in there. And then epoxy back over it. And they were suspended. They weren't, they weren't totally suspend, but when you let off of them, they would just really slowly super, rise up. Off super the slow rise. Yeah. Super slow rise, man. He'd just crawl it along those rocks, and he'd hit a big rock, and he'd just let off of it. He wasn't even really working it sideways. He was just reeling it, stop, and just reeling it. He got, I think he got 12 place in the tournament, so it was working pretty good for him. Yeah, I think you'd be better off making your regular shadow wrap suspend than buying the suspended ones. I think the wood version is better. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, menace scrubs are good on everything. Swim jigs, chatterbaits, regular jigs, fish naked on a jig. There's, there's no no bad one. You can flip it. There's, yeah, uh, it's definitely a good solid plastic. Driftless says he was impressed with Malax. Uh, hit Minnewaska the same trip, more success. Uh, Malax has bigs, and it's got a ton of fish in it, but the pressure has gotten insane lately. So, uh, it's not what it once was even five years ago, as far as how easy it could be. Uh, it's still got them, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a much tougher lake than it used to be. Uh, Minnewaska is, has a crazy amount of fish in it for the size of that lake. And I fished a tournament there two years ago. And like that lake is overrun with bass. It's, it's nutty how many fish are in, in 
largies and smallies in Minnewaska. Uh, it's a good lake. That'd be a good lake to to test out a new technique. Yeah. Or get confidence. Like almost. I mean, like in, in Logan, like if you if you drive an hour or two from your place and you go up north or out west, like the fish get abundant and dumb. I'm sure you've made some trips to outstate Wisconsin. It's the fishing can be pretty pretty silly at times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I want to come up there and get in on some of that sometime. It's a uh, it's on my bucket list for sure. Just, just haven't made it happen yet. And honestly, your boat super sweet for a lot of the lakes like we have a lot of like sub 1000 acre lakes that are just chock full of bass like you you you, you know you'd be in your element. yeah like there'd be so much water that you could access and get into in tiny little lakes that's uh pretty amazing that just don't get pressured for bass so so are a lot of those lakes 10 horsepower limits or are they no wake <laughs> We have very few lakes that have any kind of horsepower restriction or motor restriction. The only ones are the ones that are right in like the Twin Cities areas. There's only those are a handful. I think probably less than ten lakes that I know of in the metro area that are power or horsepower restricted or motor restricted. Um, there's there's some good ones like Calhoun, which is right in Minneapolis. Um, you can. Uh, it's uh, no gas motors, uh, but that's a sneaky good lake. But it's it's tough to get to. The parking sucks. It's like there's like three parking spots. It's, it's kind of a big thing. Um, there's a few other lakes that have those, um, but there's so many lakes that are the same size and have good fishing that you, know, you don't really have to mess with those. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Like in Jersey, um, you always see Iconel. Like they're they're talking about those trolling motor only lakes, and those guys have those boats with the the torpedoes. They're yeah. like a a big souped up electric motor, I guess it is. So those are real popular up there. Is How that, big is, what, what kind of thrust are you doing a 24 or 36 on yours? I just got 24 right now. Um, it's a 74 pound thrust, 24 volt, 74 pound thrust, but I did order an Ultrex and it's on back order. So 80 pound Ultrex is yes, man. I, I'm so tired of, uh, I'm going to sound like a little baby, but I'm so tired of uh, trying to hold my boat out there offshore and just not being able to do it. And that's where the bait is at and I just can't make it happen. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming, man. It's, it's in the works. I'm excited about it. Uh, Jay's out, man. Jay, take care, brother. It's good to see you on here. Thank you, Jay. Right. I got to get going too. All right. Well, thanks for joining Logan. Uh, yeah, take care. Happy years. Uh, tune into the streams and let us know how that lives go. Once you get it mounted, you start fishing along here. I'll go. Okay. Thank you. See you, Logan. Take care, buddy. It's not a yaks. Yeah, bass and pike left right. I'm sure he's talking about Minnewaska. Honestly, that lake could use some more <clears throat> selective harvest. Like, they would need to eat some more uh, bass and pike out of that lake to eat some of them smaller ones. Um, so the big, well, they can be a little bigger. But. Yeah, you got to harvest that stuff. I'm bad about it. I don't, I don't, I haven't kept a fish in forever, but. Um, it really hurts a lake if you just throw everything back. So. Cool deal. Last call. If anybody wants to come in for the last few minutes, otherwise we'll probably wrap this up in the next five, 10 minutes, kind of keep it to about the, the two hour mark. I think we've, we've covered a lot of water. I think I kind of talked about all the things and the plans for this year. Um, the push for 3000 is real. 
I was hoping to maybe sneak it in under the wire by tomorrow, or, but I don't think that's going to happen. You're right um, there, man. You're right there. Like we'll probably hit 2,900 before the end of the year, but we probably won't hit 3,000. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Which is really cool because like coming in, like I spent almost all of 2019, I think getting my channel from like 700 to a thousand. And this year I pretty much went from like 1000 to almost 3000. So I feel like slowly but surely the snowball is starting to just get a little momentum, which feels cool. Uh, and it's, it's really rewarding. And like, obviously the, it's fun just to make the content. And I totally love the streaming aspect of this. It's just like, I, I think even if the channel wasn't growing with, I mean, just the moderate views that we get and the, like the interaction, I think is totally worth it. I, I think it scratches an itch for me that, uh, that is real as far as like, you know, not having club meetings and not traveling as much and just, you know, shooting the breeze. Like, I don't feel like, like, I don't even think that we're on a stream when we're just talking fishing, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, when you do your streams, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's a zoom call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Once you get in it, man, once you get yeah. in it and you're focused, it's just, you're just hanging out with another dude who likes to fish. It's yeah, fun. Sure. So like that, that's, that's not going anywhere. Uh, I plan on doing at least 40, 45 streams this year. So, you know, uh, one a week, uh, plus kicking out at least one. And I think I'm working on a way to do some stream lights. So you're probably going to see like one fishing video slash tip video. You're going to get a stream and you're probably going to get like a stream highlight and maybe a YouTube short every week. So, uh, yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Help out, you know, take your favorite video or stream and send it to a buddy in an email or a text or a, a DM and, and let them know about the channel. That's the one way that like guys like Gabe and I can grow and get in front of people because, um, you know, you know, I think we, we are a very specific niche group. We're trying to keep, like, yeah, I think you said, keep it real, right. We're like all about learning and fishing. We're not doing like the flashy challenges and the gimmicky stuff. Right. So uh, if you can help us get in front of your fellow hardcore bass anglers, the kind of people that would enjoy this content, that's the best way to help us out for sure. So uh, if you're looking for a, a late stocking stuffer, <laughs> you know, share my content with a friend or uh, that would right. be awesome. But, you know, otherwise just keep tuning in, you know, keep enjoying it, keep interacting, keep, you know, hitting the thumbs up. That's what, uh, that's what fuels our fire and keeps us going. I mean, I think we make the content cause we like making it, but when we get those comments and those DMS and, uh, that just makes it all more rewarding. I don't know. What do you think, Gabe? Yeah. hundred percent, man. You summed it up. It's all about sharing, um, the videos and because, you know, we're, we're small fish in a big pond. Um, hopefully we'll be medium sized fish in a big pond someday. Um, we're not, uh, I'm certainly not a touring professional. I'm not a guy you're going to see on TV, but I still am passionate about fishing. I love doing the content and, um, I will, I will continue to do as long as I can, but the way to get that stuff out there and to help our channels grow is to just share it with a buddy that likes fishing, especially if you know somebody that's in the area of, of where this content's being created. And then, and, uh, leave comments, man. I I've said this in a couple of videos, even if you say, uh, good video or thanks or your video sucks or, or whatever, it's a comment and it helps. Um, um, I saw somebody talking about the algorithm while ago, the algorithm is, it's kind of a mystery to me, but I do know that, um, one of the best ways to support a channel is by leaving some comments and the likes and thumbs up and all that stuff. And just, it's just, you don't like it. Give me a thumbs down. <laughs> right. right. I, I wish they would let you know why though. So I can improve yeah. it. That's the I'm part. Saying, I and if there's something you see in my content, like you're not going to hurt my feelings and I'm not going to like block you. If you're like, Hey, I like this video, but I couldn't deal with the wind noise or like, 
uh, man, I, I, you know, make them shorter or make them longer or like talk more about the baits or talk less about the baits or more fish catches or less fish catches. Um, uh, yeah. You know, whatever. That, was, that, that jerk bait was, uh, that jerk bait was Edo Shiner, not, um, natural, whatever shad or right. the, the name of it. Sometimes I get that messed up. Sometimes I got so many jerk baits in my box. I'm pulling them out. I'm trying to remember exactly what color, what it's called. Um, right. so yeah, sometimes that, that happens, but yeah. Um, if we say something like silly, let us know. Give us the good, give us the bad, give us the, like whatever. I mean, just, just be honest. Like, let us know what you think. Like, uh, uh, you know, all, all, all criticism and comments are welcome and feedback for sure. That's you know, the only way these, these things get better is, you know, you tell us what you want. Right. So, uh, right. cool. Very cool. Definitely, man. Yeah. You're doing a great job, dude. Um, I really enjoyed the live streams. Um, you've had some, you've had some heavy hitters. It's been, it's been pretty cool. I'm glad you're going to be doing some of the little, the little cut streams and stuff where you, you know, got a little five, seven minute sections, all the, all the nuggets and stuff. That's a great idea. I'm looking forward to seeing all those. But, yeah, for sure. And uh, I know you said you want to get better in your editing. So if there's, if you see something and you want like, you know, hit me up, we can chat about it offline. Sure. I can give you, I mean, not that I'm like any kind of pro editor, but if there's any way I can help you out or give you any insights, I can let you know. Um, I got two different videos on how to cut a hat into a visor, CG3. Otherwise, you can just mail me one and I'll make you one. I'll send it back to you. Uh, <laughs> even pros mess up colors for sure. So, yeah. all right. Well, we're right at two hours. We'll wrap this up. I want to thank everybody that tuned in. Thank everybody that tuned in all year long, whether it was tonight back in April, March, when I first started, you, if you watched the replay, whatever, just thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hitting any of whether you liked, whether you commented anything, uh, I truly honestly deep down appreciate, uh, the community that we're building together. It's, it's been amazing. You know, we went from, you know, you know, far less subs and far less views and far less live watchers. Uh, and it's really cool to see everybody like, you know, coming together as a community. So I really appreciate that. Uh, as I mentioned before, you can catch this, uh, the replay tomorrow. I'll have the podcast up tomorrow at some point. So if you'd rather listen to this, just search Hellabass on your favorite podcast app. I'll leave the links in the description. Um, that's another way to grow. Uh, but uh, otherwise, Happy New Year's. Uh, hope everybody had a good holidays. Be safe out there. And uh, as always, here to help you guys catch more bass and suck less. And uh, until next time, tight lines, everybody. All right. See you guys. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>